take a look at the Titanic conspiracy which I found quite interesting this week yes not the film not the film and not doing the film welcome to movie reviews I might I might reference a night to remember the 1958 Titanic film which is actually a damn sight better than the 1997 you seen that no I haven't oh well I got bored can I just can I get it out of my system right at the start Every night in my dreams. Sorry. <laughs> that, that was my music. I, I listened to Celine Dion. Oh, man. Over, over and over. Well, Did anyone ever seen this? I thought I'd just, I'd just play it now. Titanic in five seconds. Okay, go on. You got the mic on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> But this ship can't see. <laughs> um, go and check that out. It's on YouTube. It's called Titanic in almost five seconds. <laughs> It'll literally take almost five seconds. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. This ship can't see. <laughs> uh, right, so um, before we get into the main thrust of the to this week's... Um, Subject, we will go through some weird news that we found on the internet. This will take anywhere from half an hour, 40 minutes. Mm. We'll break for a piss and then we'll get on to the main main thrust of it. Thrust. Thrust. So um, what we got to start with then, from the Independent, German man suspected of killing 21 colleagues in poison sandwich plot, police say. Oh my gosh. Um, employee caught on video putting powder in lunchbox prompting investigation into more than 20 deaths of the company since 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he really didn't get on with his co-workers. No, we were on a bit, we were on a bit off air our co-workers and what dicks they can be. <laughs> this guy's taking it to a whole new level. Um, a German worker was allegedly caught on camera poisoning a colleague's lunch, prompting authorities to investigate the deaths of 21 other employees. Police have arrested a 56-year-old man on suspicion of trying to kill his colleagues at RAI Armaturen, which makes industrial components such as valves in the town of Schloss Holter Stuckenbrock. Wow, what a name that is. Yeah. It's quite impressive my German pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Then that A level German that I failed miserably when I was 18 really paid off on that. It did. More than 20 employees have died before retirement since the turn of the millennium, many of them from heart attacks, which could have been potentially brought on by heavy metal poisoning. Now that's a way to go. Heavy metal poisoning! <laughs> Listen to too much Iron Maiden, have a heart attack. Basically, you get poisoned and as you die and you start doing very high pitched <laughs> You, stop and you to... develop very big curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually doing for me. <laughs> your hand is formed into a rictus devil horns that, mm. will, that will never be. T- oh man, what's up with those hands are in the devil horns? <laughs> yeah, heavy metal poison. <laughs> it's like rigor mortis in, like. <laughs> Tongue out. Fucking <laughs> 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 uh, 
The suspect had been seen on a security camera opening a college lunchbox and putting a substance onto the sandwich inside, police said in a statement. The colleague had noticed something smeared on his lunch and notified his managers who in turn called the police. Now, 20 people dying of heart failure at this mm. plant and they're going, well, I could Just be heavy metal poison. Why, aren't we, why are we getting poisoned at work? Why haven't you given me some kind of fucking mask? Yeah, it was a few days before retirement as well. Oh, I was only two oh, days man. away from retirement. I thought that only happened in like action movies, <laughs> buddy cup movies. Uh, oh, too old for this shit. <laughs> uh, do you think he's hired by the uh, CEO to poison the people just before they retire so they have to, you know, give them a gold watch and give them a full pension? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have to pay out, but they really wouldn't get a full pension. Uh, with these single people with no next of kin. Oh, that's another issue. Oh, because oh. in America, some companies are taking life insurance out on their patients, their staff. Yeah. And then killing them. No. <laughs> and they're dying and they're and they're making they're making money off their own workers' deaths. Man, that's low. Yeah. Don't you think there's a bit low of a conflict of interest there? Low or incredibly shrewd and clever business uh, It's a bit of both, isn't it? That's because uh, Everyone's gonna fucking die, and if and if you're the boss, looking at your factory floor, looking at these, look at these sacks of shit, costing me money, doing fuck all. Well, they're all gonna die one day, aren't they? What if I had life insurance? Yeah. I I think it's a genius move. Personally. What if they start killing their own staff? Well, then that's an awesome well, that's plot to a detective <laughs> novel, isn't it? You know, just go and clean that big vat, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the acid! <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Take the, why don't you take the company car this weekend, Joe? Oh, really? You're going to let me drive the company Merc? Of course I am. Yeah. Cut the brakes. Cut the fucking brakes, obviously, yeah. Because <laughs> then you're getting the insurance for the car yeah. and him. And, so you know, and you say to Gerald's um, next of kin, you know, his widow, this is why I never let Gerald take the company yeah. car. Uh, he was a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to tell you, Mary, but, yeah. you know, he would be sipping from his hip flask. Every opportunity. Yeah, you hide guessing. 20 bottles of gin in the car. Look! Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, just on a side note, just my, my good lady dropped me off here at Mike's flat and I had um, an open can of beer in the car because I'm a responsible British functioning alcoholic. Nothing wrong with road beers. Nothing wrong with road beer if you're not the one driving. Exactly. Um, and I handed it to her when she pulled up. I was like, hold that a sec. Well, I was doing something. I was like, oh, actually, you shouldn't do that. And she <laughs> said, <laughs> mentioned the name of town that Mike lives in. And was like, I'm sure it's fine around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Telford. It's probably a common thing to see a nice young lady with two nice kids in the back <laughs> drinking a can of lager as she drives. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very nice part of town. It's alright. So anyway, what, um, what was he smearing on them, did it say? Um, let's have a scroll down. It was a powdery substance. Mm. It doesn't actually say, I don't think. Oh, hang on. It's, um, oh, yeah. It's tests by the Regional Criminal Office indicated the substance on the bread was toxic lead... Um, acetate. Acetate. Well done. A highly toxic and nearly tasteless substance. And there was enough of it to, co to cause severe organ damage. That's not a nice thing. That's what I mean. I think he's been paid to bump them off. All of them just mm. before retirement. All 20 yeah. of them. Well, fire brigade experts mm. found mercury, lead and cadmium in the suspect's apartment in... Uh, Bailefeld. Bailefeld. Well, That's a football team, isn't it? It is. Well, they're either, it's either 
a plot from the powers above that are trying to bump these people off just before retirement. Or this guy, I mean, obviously he's sick, but maybe he's extra sick because he's thinking, these fuckers, the only thing that's kept them going these last 10 years is the thought of that retirement. I am going to retire and finally start living. I'm going to be free. My time will be my own. <laughs> finally. I will not be on the clock. I will not be beholden to clocking in and clocking out. I'll be my own man. No, you won't. He started I'm going to take it from you. But he must have started this... He said he was 56. Mm-hmm. 18 from 56, anybody? 38, yeah. So he started this when he was 38. It's been two, since 2000. But do you see what I'm saying? Though? Why pick on the retirees? Is it just that sick thing of like, I'm taking that from you? Maybe. It's the one thing you've been yeah. looking for. That's the cat for anybody listening. Um, yeah, yeah, we have a studio yeah. cat. There's a studio cat. If you don't like it, listen to Radio 4. They, they don't have a studio cat. No, they don't. They or don't drug have... overdoses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live on air. <laughs> the Bernard Manningham Podcast. <laughs> Oh, I came up with another one. The, the internet's premier peddlers of paranoia. Oh. Because that's, I was thinking the other day. Alliteration, I like it. When listening to Conspiracy Radio, Ground Zero Media, I did the thought did occur to me that all conspiracy theories essentially spread in paranoia, isn't it? If you're on a big stage like they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's essentially an Alex Jones whipping people up into states of paranoia of to um, listen to your product and give you money. <laughs> we don't do paranoia that much. And no, 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 I, but I just think... Any conspiracy theory is essentially uh, paranoia, isn't it? Yeah. It should be fun. I was also thinking about this, isn't it? Conspiracy theory should be fun. Joining up dots that aren't necessarily connected. It's like writing stories. It's fun. Yeah? It's when you end up in a bed, sit alone. (laughs) Trying to hack the NSA. Yeah, with with tin foil in your mouth (laughs) to protect your teeth. Uh, That's when it's gone too far. And around your nuts to stop the uh, the satanic... Mm. Way you from the TV making you stare on. Yeah, people do take this shit too seriously as well. Oh, yeah. um, but anyway, back to the murderous German guy. <laughs> Not that one. Been <laughs> <different one. laughs> quite, quite a few high-profile ones though. Oh yeah, where's the shooty man? No, he was Swedish, wasn't he? I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Anders Breivik. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Swedish. He's. They're not, he's just in That white supremacist who shot a load of white people to prove about white supremacy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Didn't think that one through, did he? What a dick. Yes. But they won't kill him, will they? No, He'll life kill. sentence. Oh, well. Um, yeah, so um, police said the man had long tried to produce toxic substances, including heavy metal compounds, <laughs> using substances in his home. Authorities broadened the investigation after other cases of illness at the company in recent years emerged. Two employees are in a coma, another man is on dialysis. If you're at work and you're like, oh fucking hell, where's where's Hans today? Oh, don't you hear he's in a coma? Oh, where's where's Friedrich? Oh he's, he's got his dialysis day today. What the fuck is everyone getting ill around here for? Wouldn't you be thinking that? Yeah. You know, why is the company is? Well, yeah, but even so, you'd be like, if there's 50 employees ca- and half of them are dead or in a coma, then you would start to worry. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not working here because I'm going to end up in a coma. I've only got three years of retirement, I'm not going to make it. What are you doing in my lunchbox? <laughs> that is a shitter, though. Spending your retirement on dialysis. Yeah. Or Spending any time on dialysis, in all fairness. Well, yeah, my dad, my dear old dad has to do dialysis, and it's it's a not an easy. It's a, it's a life changer. Um, do you have to go like so many? Is it twice a week or something? I think like that? so. Yeah, he's been today actually. Yeah, he he did do it from home. 
You um, can do it from home, can't you? But it's complicated. Doesn't suit everybody. No, his skin didn't take to the. Uh, they literally put something in, so, so he has like a tap sticking out of his side that you plug the machine into, but the skin around it just wouldn't uh, heal properly. He was just kept getting infected, so they took all that out, and he actually goes to the hospital and has it done now. But he's you know healthy apart from that. He's uh, so yeah. What I'm saying. So this guy then, that's a a hell of a turn up for the books that this guy happens to. Not the murderer, the guy who noticed on his sandwich that there was um, a substance that he didn't yeah. recognise. I didn't put that there. I made yeah. these fucking sandwiches. I didn't sprinkle a mixture of lead and cadmium yeah. over my sandwiches this morning. Yeah. So then I guess they would have, what, just shut the factory down and searched everyone, and then that's where they found... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He got away with it for a fucking long time, then, didn't he? 18 years? He must I mean... have felt so untouchable. I mean, the thing is, yeah. never going to work this out. Yeah. It says here there was a strikingly high amount of heart attacks and cancers among the death cases in the company. Yeah. I mean, that's like, so you're in that place and everyone's getting cancer, and you know, I'm going to fucking stay here at work, am I? <laughs> everyone's getting cancer. Yeah, but look at the economy, you can't just stroll out of a job, can you? Yeah. you got, think I might stroll out of that one. Hey, but the news tells me that Germany has an amazing economy, the best well, in the world. Yeah, but the world's still in recession. I guess. I think I China's know. the only one that isn't. China? You can't walk out of a job there, can you? Well, no, because you get told to exactly. fucking go back to it until you get shot. Yeah. <laughs> that was my point. But you're also working like 16 hour days, so fuck all. Well, not, not in every case, I assume. Well, look at the fucking iPhone. Oh, we've mentioned that before, yeah. where these uh, workers jumping nets. off the fucking roof, so the Chinese yeah. got this brilliant idea of, oh, this was a net up. Yeah, well, I did. I was thinking of the working conditions or pay. Mm, I was thinking about it this morning. Uh, I went to the premiere clothing outlet, Primarni. Yeah. Primark. Uh, bought a few nice socks. Ben has yeah. been coming. I'm wearing a pair of pink socks, which is causing Ben some uh, yellow bananas on, some, and they look campus hell. They're causing him some. Yeah, but I'm comfortable in my sexuality, so I'm happy wearing them. The fact that they make you uncomfortable tells me that you love cocks in your ass, Ben. <laughs> they don't make me uncomfortable, guys. It's more the fact that. How about the if fuck I wearing them, them for? <laughs> <laughs> they're sucked. Anyway. Back to my primary story. Thanks, Mike. I've got Thor and Iron Man on my socks. Get some proper socks. Look at him. He needs the God of Thunder on there to remind Yeah, I'm a God. Well, you want the God of Thunder on your socks? I'm manly like Thor. Yeah, I am. On his armoured steed. (laughs) So, (laughs) Thor doesn't have an armoured steed. No, but you do. <laughs> when? It's your you're dog you're with a dog saddle. saddle. I'm not going to put armour on the dog, am I? And that's a tactical harness. Yeah, and I've got a tiny little fluffy dog. Do you know what I mean? I'm comfortable. Anyway, Primani, put a few things for me. I, I will not have you saying that the, the dog breed is a bit masculinity. I just like the breed. <laughs> okay, okay. He's very defensive. <laughs> I've always had rock ones. That's it. You've always had a problem with your masculinity. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. Well, fucking Glasher. Right. So, I thought I'd better go and pick some things up for the girls, for my, my partner's children. So, I go over it. And anyway, I find a nice, lovely little t shirt with unicorns printed all over it. £1.80. eighty, £1.80 for a fucking t-shirt, right? Where the fuck was that made? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. under what conditions? It's like, probably made by children, right? For children. For my lovely Western children to walk around in their lovely little unicorn t-shirt, like, £1.80, how cheap is it made for them to be able to make a profit on importing it here I saw the news, there's some prominent company, I can't remember the name, 
But they, in their on their website, they've got a statement saying that they can't be sure that none of their products are made by <gasps> child slavery. Yeah. Why can't you? <laughs> because they said that they use subcontractors uh, and things. Well, send a fucking representative out there. It's bollocks in it. They just don't care. That's just out of covering your own ass, isn't yeah, it? Well, fancy. Yeah, you can't, can't tell me that Primark, who do use a lot of Bangladeshi labour and to the point where people are stitching help me into yes, the Yes, I was going to say that was Primark, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was Primark. Should we and just explain to the listener, There was, if you haven't heard that story, the shop in question, Primark, somebody found a label in an item of clothing where one of the employees in these factories had literally stitched the words, help me, yeah. into a label. So. I did fucking see in that, though. Freak, yeah. Well, I don't buy new products, so. I'll be taking them shorts back, I can tell you that much. I buy secondhand clothing. I don't <laughs> charity shops. I love charity shops, I really mm-hmm. do. Uh, my mum, <laughs> bless her, finds me awesome t shirts in charity shops. She really does. Um, yeah, I, I haven't got a problem with that. Oh, you wash it a couple of times, it smells like you, doesn't it? I buy books from charity shops because it's like a 50, 20p a book and it says and on the back like eight quid and you're like, well, yeah. I'll take the 20p, thanks. And there are no bookshops left other than charity shops. We got water. That's water stones. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, sorry, that was my, I guess the point of that was, yeah, it was just, I thought £1.80 for a fully printed, I mean, yeah, they're small, they're for children, but it's still, £1.80 seemed... It's saltingly cheap, right? It was just like fucks. made for children, made by children. Yeah, some yeah, something. <laughs> you're big enough, you'd been wearing it with them socks, wouldn't you? Hey, that's fine. <laughs> Unicorn T-shirt doesn't bother me. So yeah, <laughs> should we move on? I yeah. yeah, what's I guess it's so basically that German guy's been killing off his co-workers yeah. for the last eighteen years. What surprises? No one's noticed how much cancer and fucking comas are going on amongst no. the staff. I, oh, I think, you think HR would know. This is the sick pay. Wouldn't you? I, I think it might be pertinent to point out that it's Saturday. We normally record on a Sunday. It's Saturday, and um, Ben and I may have had a few beers in the sun previous to recording, and and are continuing with the beers. So, if my ears are a little bit longer, yeah, <laughs> it's if my taking speech me starts little... to go a little bit towards <laughs> the end. It's taking me a little bit longer to find the words. I do apologise, but the but words like, are there. It's like 30 fucking degrees in yeah. there. And we're English, <laughs> this never happens. You can't not have a beer in that. You just can't. You just can't. Yeah. We don't get this. We've got nearly two, we'll have two weeks of this fucking stuff. Exactly. And it's like sunshine. On that yeah. note. Ah, mm. beautiful. We're all going to look like gammons. Uh, <laughs> can I have Foster's as well? Please? Fucking help yourself. <laughs> Despite the fact that you've insulted my beautiful socks. They're no, lovely socks. I wouldn't go that far. Bright pink with bright yellow bananas on yeah, them. Yeah, They're wonderful. And Thank I love, you. I knew you wouldn't be. Yeah, well, you can go back to your and to your girlfriend and say, yeah, yeah, I was right, you know. I was right, Ben did hate my socks. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't I good? Tell me I'm good, Dave. <laughs> Please whack me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? Happy life. Happy wife. Happy life. See? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing how you become domesticated to the start of this podcast. We started off with depressed gas. I'm so lonely. I'm so desperately lonely. I'm just going to get high and drunk every night to happy oh. life, happy life, pink socks, yep. buying children clothes, yep. going to school fates. Yeah, hey, well. It's like a complete 180. And in the early days. We hired you to be miserable, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> we needed a drug addict lunatic and we got one and now look at you. Well, I don't know which specific episode it is, but one of the very early ones, 
I was definitely coming down from Class A drugs that I'd taken the night before. So there's at least one episode where I've got Class A drugs in my system. Yeah, we wanted that every week. <laughs> I can't afford it. My <laughs> liver can't take it. Family, no, that's why. <laughs> well, I'll, tra- okay, I'll fuck the family up. I'll go and live in a bush shelter. Yes. And I will smoke meths from a light bulb. Fantastic. Okay. That's the man we hired. That's the man we hired. <laughs> I've still got all those experiences. Oh, you've been drinking lager from a special brew from a boot. <laughs> but then you wouldn't get all this, um, you know intellectually uh, proficient um, commentary and, and punditry? Is that just for sports? We, we didn't get that before. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I was on drugs. <laughs> we don't get it now. <laughs> we get the, the pyramids at 15,000 years old. Owls, Ben, attack some hillbilly. <laughs> no, they didn't. There's actual aliens. scientists saying that the fucking pyramids are older. Oh, uh, which scientists? Oh, you know more than them. Anyway, let's do the next news story. <laughs> to quote... Um, uh, one of our MPs on, on, on the Brexit thing was um, the country's had enough experts, Gaz. Well, if you're an expert, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> country's had enough of them. See, I was an expert. <laughs> I was just using that point. <laughs> I did see a clip of Danny Dyer of all people calling you know David what? Cameron a twat. Oh, I, I fucking hate Danny Dyer. <laughs> I hate everything he's ever been in. Yeah. Any acting performance he does, I can't. Mm. But he was fucking bang on with that. Yeah. Where's Voice. he gone? He's buggered off. He's a right twat. <laughs> He's <laughs> off in Nice with his trotters up. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's trotters up anyway. He's, Take been, fucking. he's been up a trotter or two. Uh, mm. One acting performance of Daddy Dyer's that I do like was his first, Human Traffic. You must have seen that. Film. I have seen that, yeah. Bra- All right, bravo! Yeah, he's yeah. great in that, because he's just playing himself. And he was genuinely pilling. Probably, yeah. Which is really obvious when you actually watch it back. Mm. Uh, I saw an interview with him, he's like, well, I was young and that, I didn't know how to... Like, <laughs> didn't want to act. Yeah, he's like, I didn't... No, no, he, the opposite. He was like, I yeah, didn't know how yeah. to act like I was on pills, Fucking took pills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See you later, Pete. No one gives a fuck about you. <laughs> Quality film. Hey, would you remember your lines on pills? Is it, is it, no, pill, you're quite compass mentis, to be honest. Is he just, I've never uh, taken them, so is just like a, a pleasant cause like, of euphoria? Or? Oh, man, the clues in the name, ecstasy. It, you ge- genuinely love everything that's in front of you, whoever you're talking to. This music is fucking amazing. You're such a fucking awesome dude. I'm going to hug you. Uh, you look like a gurning idiot. Yep, that's <laughs> the physical effects. Oh yes, you won't have much. You might have some involuntary movement, and you cannot stop your jaw from just side to side, grinding your teeth, all that. Should, should we do a show on ecstasy? Uh, it, it could either be amazing or bore fest because we honestly it completely change your personality, and you'll sit there openly telling me how much you love me, how much Mike means to you. Honestly, like, uh, but it's well, fucking not very much. <laughs> oh, I know, I've only known him since I was eight. I know that's not true. He'd be fucked without you. Um, yeah, ecstasy's great. Uh, in microdoses, though, um, they're starting to treat because it's MDMA. Microdoses of it, so you're not gurning like and doing a rave for twelve hours. <laughs> like, I haven't slept in thirty six hours. Mm. Like, do you want him to eat? Fuck no. Give us a lager. <laughs> um, but microdoses of it helping with extreme depression and. PTSD, which makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, they yeah. just release. Essentially, the way it works scientifically is. Oh, don't check me out with my science. Mike, can you verify uh, this, please? Well, <laughs> dopamine, the signal, is basically sent away from your brain and it comes back. That's how the signal works. Yeah. It goes there and back. 
the ecstasy blocks it from coming back. If you see what I mean, so it's just a constant dopamine rut, just ah. constantly feeling good, and nothing's going to change that until the drug wears off. The problem is where the come down comes is your brain is then starved of dopamine, like it's got none left. So the, when the drug wears off, you have the complete opposite, and it, that's why it's called a come down because you just yeah. feel fucking horrific. The world is a horrible, scary place, and the only way I've found to get through come downs is to wrap yourself in your favourite duvet and essentially watch children's films. Wow. Just nothing with anything <laughs> like evil or bad, just you need it's happiness, happy, yeah, love, yeah. ice cream, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> nice things. But yeah, ecstasy is great in moderation, obviously listener, because people have died from taking it, but people have also died in the bath. Yeah. Getting in and out of it. Me nearly nearly lost my foot in once and thought that would have ended me if that have, if I'd have gone yeah. through with the foot anyway <laughs> <laughs> old man problems old man problems what's happening in the weird news right this is from the daily show and it's a video clip but the audio's great uh, I watched it and I got quite caught up in it so um, let's, let's play it spin okay. that shit the nation's media may be focused on kids in cages being ripped apart from their families at the border, but down here in Trump country, they only wanted to talk about one thing. Making space great again. There was just one question. What is Space Force? Something we've been missing for a long time. You get to go to space. Space Force is a little bit of everything. It's like the cast of Modern Family. There you go. Well, isn't it fun to say it? Say, say Space Force. Space Force. That's exciting, isn't it? What is it? It is uh, what they refer to as uh, cloud computer. So Space Force is iTunes. It's where all my music is. Yes, I agree. It's, it's iTunes. What is Space Force? <laughs> you know, space exploration and um, just finding out what's out there, I guess. But NASA does space exploration. NASA is only going to tell us what they want us to know. Whereas I think Trump will send his own stuff and we will find out the truth. Who would lead Space Force? Neil Armstrong. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's dead. We'd have to bring him back to life. They have to have a military background. They have to have a military background. I think so, yeah. But the military has advised President Trump that we don't need a Space Force. Yeah. <laughs> Trump's his own man. He knows more. And he knows <laughs> more. truth about what's out there. When you're in Trump's universe, everyone loves Space Force. Space Force! But why do we need Space Force? A uh, terrorist could through the use of drones get into space and no. become a very dangerous hazard to our freedom. I'm sure that there will be war in space. Let's not forget 9-11, okay? Uh, <laughs> space Force could help prevent the next 9-11. Which would be 9-12. 9-12, 9-13. I think ISIS could get to space. Space ISIS? Space ISIS. <laughs> Holy shit, Space ISIS. <laughs> space Force. It doesn't space make a lot of ISIS. sense and we'd be wasting a lot of dollars, but at the same time, it's just going to be cool. Let me well, just I agree unpack what you just said. Right. We need to have a Space Force. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a waste of money, yeah. but it's going to be cool, Right. so we need to have it. You stand by that statement? Stand by that statement, 100%. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Space Force. <laughs> it's a cool name. It's just a cool name. And that's good enough. Space, space Force! Force. Space Force, Space Force, Space Force, I'm on board. I'm fucking gobsmacked. I can't remember what made, What was the one that made me laugh the most. What did he say? 
Very sizes. No, no, before there was one towards... The old guy with cloud computer. It's... Yeah, no, there's one before... Anyway, that, that's boring audio, me trying to remember what I found funny. The whole thing was amazing. That was wonderful. And yeah. then I couldn't believe... I watched it, I was like, oh, come on. I haven't heard much... Because I thought to myself, I haven't heard much about this... I, I know about this Space Force thing, yeah. but I haven't heard anyone sort of... I haven't got into it too much. I just thought, oh, it's just Trump fucking talking shit. So I watched that video and I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Space that is fucking Force. brilliant. But you know when you said that we were talking off air, we said that you know Trump won't pose a problem in the future, or because all of them people are only dead. They're either really old or really fat. Ooh. Yeah, then I just can't believe the stupidity. Unfortunately, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying, isn't it? Did it you see is. how it they perverted terrifying. shit, though? I know it's already about them. terrorism. <laughs> I know it's something interesting then. The, the, the man and the wife who were speaking, he had a T-shirt on. And it said, we the people at the top. And underneath it was the V mask mm. with an American flag as a bandana. Mm. Now, I'm pretty sure V would not be a fucking Trump fan. Definitely not. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be a fan of any president in power, would he? Well, no, he an certainly wouldn't be a fan of Trump. He's an anarchist, yeah. But he would, certainly wouldn't be a fan of Trump. No. Fucking hell, that's wonderful, man. I saw that and I was like, that's, that's fucking weird. I, I nearly shared it with you guys last night because I couldn't, I, I didn't want to sit on it for much yeah. longer. Space Force. Space Force? I mean... I want to be in Space Force. That'd be fucking sweet. I want to be Randy Kramer. Space ISIS. <laughs> NASA only telling you what they want to know. Trump's his That's own man. That's fucking true, though. Trump's his own man. He'll, he'll find out what's going yeah. on up there. Never a straight Personally. Yeah. Well, look... Don't yeah. you knock NASA. They do look, some good work. We were saying it earlier, weren't we? And that... I will fucking knock NASA. They do good work. Shill. <laughs> they do good work. Not the first time I record that room. <laughs> they do good work. Never a straight answer. NASA's like the boring, sciencey, like you know, oh, let's go to space with our microscopes and like, I'll test this. That's how that's science. That's how science exactly. is done. Exactly. Boring. I tell you, just fly, NASA. Up, fly up a massive warship and just fucking exterminate us a planet. Is that space force? Is that what you want? Yeah, space science is best. You're not listening. You're not listening. See NASA. Like it's, yeah, we're already in space. NASA already, that man said it, NASA already explores space. Yeah, but in a boring way. Space Force isn't going to go up there and observe things. And no, they're going to blow the shit out of everything they Exactly, we'll just start, that asteroid moved, fucking nuke it. Fuck you, you fuck with Space Force. testing nukes in space. Yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that. It'll be fine. It's the safest place to test them, mate. Well, it is, yeah. <laughs> but then when all the aliens and other... Like solar systems realise that we're fucking around with nukes in space and they decide, you know what, we need to cut this off at the fucking root, like we need to nip this in the bud and they just come and destroy Cross it. the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Turn it to glass. <laughs> I do love that expression. That's a uh, halo, isn't it? Glass yeah, the planet, yeah. yeah. Make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> you know you'd have to say something fucking cool for your other planet, wouldn't you? An entire planet. Make it rain. Yeah. <laughs> What does Vader say before he destroys Alderaan? I can't remember. And doesn't he just sort of witness the yeah. witness the power of this? She space takes thing? that quite well, Princess Leia. She doesn't really give that much of a. Uh, I think I would have like. Do you a think she knows she's adopted? <laughs> Possibly. Well, she must do through the Force. <coughs> yeah. Down, if she really meditated on it, the answers would come. You'd think that Vader would know that she's his mm. daughter in that respect. At that point, is that a loophole ah. that was found? Uh, it's definitely um, a plot hole, possibly, but then you could maybe argue that Yoda 
is possibly preventing that knowledge. Is Yoda more powerful mm. and he's keeping... Oh, he's uh, blocking her yeah. sort of force user ability. Listen, she's not actually aware of her own force powers. No, I suppose not. And um, they, they find all that out when you're a kid, don't they? they yeah. They, literally the Jedi will test you as a kid. Yeah, the, the midichlorians, as it turned out in the prequels, but mm. it was... Just you were just gifted, weren't you? In there. I did think it was there because there was a meme that said that it was like, why didn't o- why didn't Obi Wan recognise R two um, in the desert in A New Hope? And I didn't bother scrolling to see the punchline because I was like, well, it's obvious because George Lucas hadn't written the fucking prequels <laughs> when yeah. he wrote the fucking first ones, and him saying that he fucking already had it planned out is bollocks. Because why does it make any sense then, George? Well, as well, remember that there's probably a lot of R two units. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably pretty generic. A Renault Clio. It's like a Renault Clio. Exactly. It, do you know exactly. what I mean? I've seen more than one of them. Mm. I wouldn't recognise no, it. R2 hasn't got a number plate. No, exactly. If you had a Renault Clio <laughs> as, a, as, as a teenager, <laughs> no number plate, mm. and you got rid of it, and then you saw you saw that exact same Renault Clio, you would know. It's just a blue, you could show me. It's a blue fucking car. You could show me my first car now. Now, remember what model it was, what make it was, and what colour it was. What was your first car? It was a Fiat Brava. I cannot remember the that's, that's a bit of a saloon car, isn't it? It was bigger than what I should have had, yeah, but it was very cheap because uh, it had been in a little bump. We had a Bravo, which was the smaller version. Yes, then, yeah. a little bit bigger. Um, that was a real job. I didn't need a car that size, but it was a nice car for way cheaper than it should have been because it had been a, in a... It had so it was a death trap. <laughs> uh, it may or may not have been illegal. Anyway, um... My point is, you could park that car out there now, and I'd be like, oh, I used to have one of them. I wouldn't fucking know if it was the original one I had, because I don't remember the reg plate. So R2, yeah. yeah. Obi-Wan, oh, I used to fuck around with one of them R2s. Oh, I used to have one of them. Yeah, so one of them. He's not to know it's the same one. So I take it back, George. All is forgiven. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. Maybe yeah. with the prequels. I'll never forgive Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Misa think uh, you are very racist. <laughs> no, I just think he was a shit character. <laughs> you hate him because he's black. He wanted to turn him to the dark side, didn't he? And oh, make him a Sith. That would have been amazing. Is he going to go behind that? Yeah, but the the reaction was so bad to him, he decided to just write him out, basically. Uh, well, I Made think... him a fucking senator! Has that idiot become a senator? And he basically... Gives Palpatine his powers, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. it's his fault. Yeah, but you see, it's my, all Jar Jar's fault. Do you know what I love though? I love that you like the prequels because you like the politics sort of side, the trade embargoes, yeah. and the because it does make sense. It does generally explain how a republic becomes a fucking empire, yeah. and uh, but people just wanted fucking laser sword fights in space, and these like yeah, because it was like the, the Jedi at their peak. You want to see mm. the Jedi in action. No, you did do some cool stuff, I yeah. guess. I thought the, the Attack of the Clones battle at the end is pretty funky. I like yeah. that. There's bits. I like all of episode three. Episode three is great. I like episode three. The only bit I don't like is the weak ass. Why? Right at the end, when he finally wakes up, he realises he's Darth Vader and he goes, No! <laughs> yeah. I thought it was because he was told that no, he killed. Died. He killed. Yeah, he's t- Palpatine tells him he, he's killed Padme, didn't he? Oh, is that what it is? And he's oh, like, okay. I, c- I could feel her though; she was still alive. And he's yeah. like, No, no, you killed her. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, No, no, he's. So that's the last, no. the last vestige of humanity gone stripped from his soul. Yeah, but I thought number been... two was okay, apart mm. from the love story. 
Oh, that's so yeah. the performance of it? That's yeah. what I mean, the performance of the no. You can still go no, but give it some guttural, like, yeah. fucking, you just found out you killed your wife, you're a robot man. Yeah. Oh, no, not the man at this point. be a bit more like, no. <laughs> um, bless him. Um, anyway. Yeah, fucking awesome film. Enough Star Wars. We got another weird news. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Me, I, I think I saw this article. Look. Then look in the top corner. The yeah. Daily Mirror are proud to support Pride. So that. don't you be ripping my socks. I'm supporting I'm Pride. Against, I've got nothing against the LGBT community, guys. I just don't like your socks. You just don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you anywhere, stupid socks. <laughs> oh, you ain't. These are just one of a pack. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next week. These are the only pink pair, but they're all very bright and colourful. Because oh. <laughs> they represent how happy I am there. <laughs> Well done, you're representing your happiness onto an item of clothing that usually no one would ever see. <laughs> it's only because we're all in shorts that I can see your socks. If you're at work in your jeans or your trousers or whatever, wouldn't see them. No, unless I show them to you. So you're hiding your happiness you. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the news. Socks. Uh, Meet the normal taxpaying citizens with pony fetishes who show jump dressed like horses. Mm. I have seen this shit before. Uh, yeah. Have you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen it on Somebody the something like Euro trash. Yeah. A team of normal taxpaying citizens spend their weekends horsing around in full pony fetish wear and competing for prizes. Oh, donning man. everything from mouth gags and face masks to latex leather, fishnets, whips and chains. The ponies on the Delta Club compete in show jumping events dressed in head to toe horse gear. Though this group of individuals in New Orleans, Louisiana claim to be vanilla between Monday and Friday on the weekends, they love strapping on their stirrups and saddling up for two days of pony play. And vanilla is, um, if you don't know that term, that is uh, normal sex, normal, normal life. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously the BDSM culture. And five days a week, they're vanilla. Uh -oh. Now he just looks um, weird. Yeah, there's a picture of him now with a horse mask. He looks yeah. like in leather straps. Bojack Horseman. He does. He looks like a fucked up version of Bojack. Sex Dungeon Bojack. Yeah. Um, He's got a ginger perm as well. He has. That's, <laughs> them ears aren't helping him at all. Um, the group in New Orleans, Louisiana meets twice a year to lay out their equine fantasy as they compete in several disciplines to chrome the top nag. Nag is a horse for any uh, foreign listeners who don't know that. Uh, slang for a horse. Navigating their way through obstacle courses, show jumping, and even a pony tug of war. Some of the more mischievous mares carry their masters in a cart, physically whipping them into shape as they traverse around the course. Speaking to the Wizard of Arda TV <laughs> during their first meet of the year, Joey Warhorse, Pony Win, and equestrian-loving couple Rainstorm and Eve Smith outline what makes their secret subculture so enjoyable. These events are very competitive, much like how a regular horse show would be, said Joey Warhorse. <laughs> we end up with crashes, records broken, and plenty of slips as people <laughs> attempt the jumps. The competition gets pretty crazy sometimes. It seems slightly awkward that the guy who's going to follow his pony while he's jumping <laughs> over stuff, so he's going to have like... He, there's a picture here of a guy jumping his pony over a little jump. And he's like, he's got to go the side of the jump to hold the reins. You let the fucking pony run, mate. Oh. You know? It's not a pony, it's a man, so you're okay. Oh, God. Gammon! Oh, no. Well, that's Joey Warhorse. We're looking at <laughs> a photograph. <laughs> We're looking at a photograph for the listeners. Should we, should we try and paint an audio, uh, 
Yeah, an audio picture of this a, guy. A middle-aged bald man with a moustache and, and thick glasses with a pony head dress on. He's got a little ponytail on top of his head. Imagine the most perverted, paedophilic-looking weirdo you can who you would normally find sat in, like, I don't know, sat in a dodgy-looking uh, vehicle somewhere where he shouldn't be with the little pervert glasses. Then put a horse costume on him. <laughs> Do you know who he reminds me of? Wow. He was in the film 8mm. Uh, yes. I One know. of Nicolas Cage's best, in my opinion. Mm. It's, um, but he looks like Machine. Okay. Do you remember Machine? Uh, yes. The, the big, he had the, obviously, he was quite a muscular chap on him, but yeah. when they pulled the mask off him at the end, he was just a normal bloke with a moustache, and he's like, well, what do you expect in a monster? Yeah. Yeah, it does look like him, yeah. It does, yeah. Good film, man. Let's watch that again. Um, so our outfits that we make are based off bio-horse equipment or made from horse equipment that's been rearranged to fit humans. It can get pretty costly, so people are very proud of the outfits they put together. A misbehaving mare, Pony Wynn, who enjoys deviating from the course, said, When I'm in pony play, I'm pretty free and wild. I enjoy kicking the car and giving my rider a really hard time so they have to try and get us to obey. I'm free, I run around, I gallop, I jump, I nuzzle and I get the head scratches. <sighs> she should not be in her underwear. <laughs> um, uh, I would. I, I'm being honest, the right amount of beers in me, I would. Yeah? Yeah. Never no, I'm not that. saying that for comedy effect. I generally... I'm an equal opportunity shagger then. Or I used to be before I, I settled down. And became happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Started wearing pink socks. So, oh, at least they're not um, old man socks yet where they're coming up to the knee. Would you prefer a longer sock now? You pull yeah. it up to the knee. They are more comfortable in the winter though, aren't they? Don't you find? With sandals, see if... <laughs> your toes can breathe. <laughs> you you socks and sandals stage? I'll never wear sandals. I'll, I can tell you that. I wear mandals in the summer if I'm abroad. What's a mandal? A sandal for a man. Uh, like a so. sports sandal. Oh, okay. I've worn flip flops at the pool. Apparently they're called slides now. Are they? They're not called flip flops oh. anymore. The young people call them slides. And yes, I agree, you slide them on, but they don't make a slide noise when you walk in them. They make a flip-flop noise, which is why they're called flip-flops. Fuck you, young people. <laughs> Fuck you. The Australians call them thongs. Okay. <laughs> Do they call thongs thongs? I don't know, but they call uh, flip-flops thongs. Okay. I remember um, Adam Hill, the Australian comedian, he's, he's missing the bottom part of his one leg. He had a bit off. And he oh, I know him, yeah, yeah. And they, he said, like, what, what do you really want? And he's like, I want to wear thongs again. And he had to yeah. then explain that, Flip-flops, uh, so that's okay. He had one velcroed to his uh, his false foot. <laughs> Good lad. Well, I gave a man with a false leg a lift the other day. I saw that. That's very nice of you. Yeah, but it's a bit shit that nobody else would do it, wouldn't it? A bloke for the listener. Um, I was emptying my van, doing my job. I'm a delivery driver, and uh, suddenly I heard a voice say, "Are you in a good mood, mate?" I looked up, and it. Whenever anybody suddenly talks to me when I'm unloading the van, it's only ever two things. They're either trying to sell me something because they can see I've, I'm selling something, or they want to buy something, um, which always makes me laugh. Is anything going to fall off the back of that van, mate? Hmm. Okay, so the customer over there, you see that building, they're going to pay actual cash money at an agreed <laughs> price for this. So you want me to give it to you for cheaper and put my job in jeopardy? Where do I win? What bit, <laughs> what bit is in it for me? So anyway, so obviously like you hear somebody say, oh, you're in a good mood. And I was like, oh, God, what's this? 
I look up and I see a man in shorts with an obvious big false fucking leg, like all the way up to his, not the knee. It went Is it up. a horse leg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, listen, mate, my fucking legs come out a bit and, I, and it's absolutely killing me. And I have to lie down to get it back on properly. He's only lived down the road there. And he had a little boy with him. He'd been to pick him up from school. Well, of course, I'll give you a lift. And he gets in the car, tells me his ex-services, lost his leg in the walk. And, uh, and not only were people ignoring him, somebody literally told him to fuck up. Oh. And he saw it's different when I'm out there fighting for the country, isn't it? And I was like, oh, man, I feel like shit for this guy. Single parent as well. But anyway, I did my good deed. And if you, listener, ever see a one-legged man who needs a lift, give him one. Yeah, so let him like, give a lift and give him one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we should clarify, do not anally rape the man. You might find it difficult to defend having a little stump for a leg. I'm surprised you didn't let him lie down in the back of your van and pop his leg back on. Well, and then say, fucking walk yourself down there, you cunt. As long as mattress in the back of the van. <laughs> Ignore the murder mattress. <laughs> Ignore the bloodstained and piss-soaked mattress. Uh, you might not want to show your son what's in the van. <laughs> Just move them shackles in the way. <laughs> oh, mind the knife. <laughs> It's your lucky day, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this guy's upper body, it, one leg or not, he would fucking destroy me in a fight. It, it just, yeah. He was in the army. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it just shows you some people suck, don't they? Well, it's all, as I say, it's all right supporting the troops and all that. When yeah. they come home and they're injured, who supports them then? It's, yeah. You get very little help from the government in this country. It's sickening. You know, he's probably had his um, disability allowance cut as well. Mm. Well, yeah. Just to show the pawns in it. And I did yeah. see a good meme the other day that uh, sort of along the lines of a celebrity commits suicide and everyone loses their shit. Yeah. Uh, but there are squaddies killing themselves. There's a statistic, I can't oh, remember it, but man, there's a certain yeah. amount of them it's, killing yeah, themselves every day. That's the biggest killer in our, our age range is suicide. Yeah, suicide to males. To the biggest males. killer of males. I don't know if it's worldwide. I mean, what kind of a society where you're fit, Young males are killing themselves by the droves. I mean, you've got to tell you there's something wrong with society. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a major indicator. But everyone just goes on about it. Like, it's just, it's uh, that's just the way suck it, it up, Mike. Suck We're it up. We're in a fucking revolution. <laughs> <laughs> because it's suicide is a taboo subject. It's one of the few taboo subjects. Yeah. Yeah. It's still killing there. your men. Yeah, but no one speaks... I mean, there's always a, a sense of shame yeah, in a family if, if someone control, commits suicide. Then, then the males were killing themselves, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm, you'd all have a sit down, wouldn't you? Of course you would. And have a powwow. You think, hang on a minute, something's going on here. Yeah. Well, obviously there is well, something we know going it's on. Capitalism. But... Well, yeah. It, well, I guess it is. I hate to get all, I don't know, soapboxy or old-fashioned or whatever. But my dad, on a normal job, was able to get a mortgage. Yep. Feed his family. Mum didn't have to work till I was See? older. She works now <laughs> in the sixties. Uh, a young man now. In forty Can't years, in forty years, we've had no pay rise. No, we haven't. No. In mm. forty years, because of the price of all the goods and everything, mm. the real wages we've had. In fact, we've had a minus ten, ten percent in this country. Because I've always found that confusing. Because I've had pay rises. So forty but, but years off, you're actually ten percent mm. worse off than your your dad was forty years ago. Yeah, so you might have a three percent increase but in a good year. Yeah, but when you factor in that everything's gone up and inflation goes up and mm. housing market to the roof, yeah, in the US it's so nothing. You stayed the same. In this country, mm. it's actually gone down ten percent. Now the Chinese, it's gone mm. up by sixty percent or something ridiculous wow. like that. 
Well, apparently, I was watching something in the night that said that like uh, China is like a, an economic marvel in the fact that it's gone from a third world yeah, country to the world's biggest yeah. economic power. They went from peasant farmers to being uh, a massive industrial nation in oh, a five-year plan. It did kill a lot of its people because he and the atmosphere is completely fucked. You know, yeah. Environment, I should say. So yeah, and the people at the bottom are, s- are still the people dirt the, poor. The very bottom are still ones working in yeah. sweatshops and yeah. You know what I mean? Capitalism it does mm. increase the um, the wealth of a nation, but the poverty in the extremes it increases as well. Well, yeah, because someone's always getting richer, someone's always getting poorer. Because that's well, the, the rich are getting richer, and we've actually got poorer. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you say, my little three percent pay rise that I get, however, is not in line with how expensive the things I have to buy have gone up. Is it? Yeah. There's a word, it. inflation. Mm-hmm. Is that the right yeah, word? That's yeah. It. Yeah, it's it's very similar, is it? Yes, yeah. my wages have gone up, but the price of yeah. a fucking loaf of bread. For example, <laughs> yeah. my sister mm. works for the NHS. Okay. They gave him 1% pay rise, didn't they? So, mm. you know, well, at least it's something. I said, no, inflation's mm. at least 2.5%. Mm, so, so you've not least, gained... So, over the past eight years, you've had 1.5% each year loss. Yeah. Added up over eight years. Fucking nearly 10% loss, isn't it? Yeah, but they can't see that. It's insanity, isn't it? And the I, average man in the street can't see that. No. Um, well, he can't see the strings being... Mm. And we were talking about more, like our mm. father's generation could get a mortgage on a normal job. My dad was a truck driver, you know, nothing exciting. Got a mortgage, you know, fine. I was having a conversation with one of my best friends who's a teacher. He came down to visit us last weekend and he's very money obsessed, uh, very sensible with his money and squirreled things away and bought a house turned it round, made some money, and he's constantly trying to get me to make more money, and I'm like, I'm not motivated that way like you are, and he's like... So anyway, we're talking about to get a mortgage, and my girlfriend's had a, a car accident a few months ago. She's going to get a payout. And um, Ash was saying, with the kids in the car? And she said, yeah. And he said, well, you should be putting a claim in for them. And we were both like, ah, oh, we don't want to put them through it. And he was like, well, let's say you get seven grand, right? Well, then you only need another three and you can put down a deposit on a mortgage and buy a property. I mean, how sad's that that we, we're going to yeah. con people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're both working, you know. I work fucking hard, like, but we want to get the money to get a mortgage to put down. We'll have to do a con and pretend we've been, yeah. the kids have been injured in a fucking car accident. That's Fuck me. But, the capitalists, the best thing that could have happened was women's rights because now you get someone else going to work Instead of paying, you know, each person, do, you know, what they were paying, they pay them mm. half. Yeah. Because there's two bread earlers, right, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, once Didn't that ran out, mm. credit cards invented. That's the most evil. They yeah. will have, the next ten years of my life... Because they aren't paying the wages, so they've still got to buy the goods. Mm. So how are they going to do it? I will give them credit cards. Yeah, it's yeah. All, it's, they've all been steps just to pay you less money yeah. over the 40 years. That's neoliberalism. That's I never thought of it that way. The reason it was so easy for me to get credit was... But now that's renowned because credit is up to the roof. I'll never get credit again. So what again. next? What, you know, mm. they keep squeezing some squeezers. They can't get any more out of us. Yeah. You know, your kids will be going to fucking work next, you know what I mean? Up the chimney. Get up the chimney, raise children. A, raise a pension age to 75. Uh, it kept people anyway. working longer. There needs to be a big discussion about pensions in this country because there ain't enough money in that part. Of course not. <sighs> My... Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we probably won't see one. I, I genuinely believe the reason they brought in the private pension law 
We've all got to have a private pension. Yeah. It's because we, me and you, and, and my, our generation, one. will not get a government one. Mm. That's my firm belief. Or if we do, it'll be when we're 80. Well, if we keep going on the way we're going, we're not, are we? No. We're going to take the pensions away from us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's why we've got to, we've got to stop this fucking corporate coup d'etat of our fucking government. Of our democracy. Yeah. We need a space fight force. A, fight the power. Space, space force. force. <laughs> <laughs> Space Force! Space Force! I got really caught up in it. I was like, what are you going, yeah, I'm not Space Force! But the problem with this is now, anywhere Trump goes, people are like, uh, President Trump, can you uh, uh, have any answers on uh, the bombs that were dropped over here? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Space Force! And then all the people in the audience, Space Force! Space Force! Space! And you'll never get any political discussion done. Because no. all he's got to do is mention Space Force, and everyone's, Whoo! <laughs> when he comes over, who here, wants to wear orange jumpsuits in the space force like an X-wing pilot? Fuck! I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that fat guy in the Porkins. video. <laughs> he's Porkins. <laughs> he's got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Porkins. I think they should do a solo movie with Porkins. Oh, my. yes, they should. But come yeah. on, George Lucas supposed to be a liberal. That was pretty cruel to yeah. tell them about actor. What's the name of my character? Uh, I guess Porky? Porkins? Porkins. I'm so funny. Did he survive? No, he died. Oh, man. Bless him. I forgot. Can we all take a moment to remember Porkins? I love them, everyone about that. I wish this was visual. He was a great character. <laughs> He was a fucking war hero, guys. That was amazing. <laughs> he was a fucking war hero. Oh, swig a beer for Porkins. Bless him. Oh. He was a war hero. Can we call a piss break before we get into the main... Uh, of course topic? we can. Uh, war hero. <laughs> okay, and we are back. So let us delve into the Titanic conspiracy. Yes. There are many dive. Titanic conspiracies. We'll touch on them all. Yes. Um, I'll give you a little bit of brief history on, on the ship first. Um, the RMS Titanic, RMS is Royal Mail Steamer, in case you didn't know. I didn't. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, one, of three, <laughs> one of three sister ships of the Olympic class of liners, built for the White Star Line by Harland and Wolf shipbuilders in Northern Ireland. The three ships, and they were Olympic, Titanic and Gigantic, which was renamed the Britannic that sank in the First World War because we'd... Uh, Requisitioned it as a hospital uh, ship and it hit a mine off the coast of Turkey. Oh dear. So they are sinkable. They knew oh, they yeah. were sinkable. Yeah, I think the Titanic kind of proved well, that. Yeah. It, it, you know, that, it, that's a prerequisite you want for a ship, it's not going to sink. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, it did hit a mine. I mean, no, was... but I'm just saying because the Titanic, they. The uh, unsinkable. Yeah, no, unsinkable. no, no, that's a myth. It was uh, Shipbuilder Magazine, which was yeah. a trade publication for shipbuilders, right. and they called it practically unsinkable oh, it was okay. never referred to as uh, unsinkable I was going to say that's a bit of a crap marketing thing we only got a boat unsinkable I didn't expect it to be <laughs> that's the first this thing I probably won't crash <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> so this, get this plane, it can fly. <laughs> I expect it to fucking fly. Can it land? <laughs> yes, that's the main part that concerns me, is the landing. Because most planes will crash on takeoff or landing. It's very mm. rare they just drop out the sky. Fuck. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Most accidents happen when you're coming back in. Fuck. I, have you ever had a hard landing? Yeah, I've had a really bad bounce on I it. knew it was bad because... 
the stewardesses said it was bad as well. I looked at them for confirmation, like, is that fucking normal? And she's like, that was a bad one. It felt like he just, it was going down as you expect. And then just, I don't know, forgot about the last bit. It just went, boom, onto the tarmac. And we were all rattled out of our chairs, like, holy fuck. And I was towards the back. And apparently if you're sat towards the back, it's worse. Yeah, um, I suppose. So that bit comes down first, doesn't it? Yeah. The stewardesses said, yes, that was a bad one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. When I, when I fly to Rome at the, uh, next week, I'm really mm. hoping that my pilot's Bruce Dickinson. Oh, I don't know if he's still... Uh, I doubt he flies for Ryanair, in all fairness. No, but he does, he does commercial, because you have to have a certain amount of hours for him to be able to fly the Iron Maiden plane. Yeah. It's not, I don't think he can just not fly for a few years and then like, right, right he I'm does, gonna he, fly, well, he on the does off, work for... Yeah, on the off tour, yeah. he does work as an airline pilot. I'm really hoping that, hi, I'm your pilot, Bruce Dickinson. Oh! Ben tries to rush the cabin <laughs> yeah, for an autograph and he's tuck, shot down tuck, by a TSA agent. Tucked down by a Sky Marshal. <laughs> 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 but it's Bruce Dickinson, <laughs> back, 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 back. I swear to sign my T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is a chokehold. This is definitely a chokehold. Shut up. <laughs> Terrorist. <laughs> but I'm not prone. Oh, all right. I'm a gammon. <laughs> you can't arrest me. I'm a gammon. I'll be a gammon on the way back when I'm red-faced as fuck. <laughs> uh, We've already digressed. Yeah, Let's I'm, talk about right. the Titanic. Now, the Titanic was the largeable, largest movable object built by man at this point. Fair play. She was 269 metres, that is 882 feet and 9 inches long, and 28.9 metres, which is 92 feet 6 inches wide, mm. 32 metres tall, which is 104 feet. Yeah. Fuck. That so, is his weight? A gross registered tonnes, 46,328 gross registered tonnes. A gross registered tonne is uh, to do with storage. It's a, a, so per square yard of space inside the ship that's your gross vision tonnage but she displaced which is the weight mm -hmm. uh 52,310 tons 52,000 tons um she was the most Meaty. cold hard steel unsinkable <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe cold steel there's a reason there's a one of the reasons she may have sank may have something to do with the fact that the steel wasn't quite so cold and hard um, Are you saying it was dodgy British manufacturing that led to the sinking? The construction actually wasn't very groundbreaking mm. of all three ships. It was very there wasn't a lot of new technology on these ships. They were just mm. built massively to yeah. the point where Harland and Wolfe, the famous shipbuilders in Northern Ireland, basically saw this coming a couple of years in advance, and these liners are going to get bigger mm -hmm. and redevelop their entire docks to accommodate it for them. Mm. I was going to try um, and Google it now, but there was a car made in Britain. Uh, in the 70s or 80s it was manufactured in Britain and shipped to Europe but then when it landed on the European mainland whichever country it was sent to they then set about <laughs> undoing and redoing all the shoddy <laughs> British workmanship that well, got on there. I mean, these things weren't welded together they were mm. riveted together there yeah. were millions of rivets holding this ship together yeah. iron rivets mm -hmm. but they were the most luxurious liners in the world uh, first swim pool on a ship on the Titanic, gymnasium, Turkish baths. There is even a dog sitter and trainer. So you take your dog on board, someone will look after that for you for the voyage, and they'll train it for you oh. while you're fucking enjoying awesome. yourself. I might sound very naive now. What year 
What period of time? Um, we're talking sort of um, Olympic was launched in 1910, Titanic 1912. So right. there's a bit of a golden era, really, mm. in terms of, you know, we had the Empire, Britannia ruled the waves. Yes, the poor were still poor, but it was a pre World War One. I. I guess these were the first of its kind in luxury. No, there was luxury liners. Oh, was there? Yeah, yeah. The, um, White Star Line was one of several mm. uh, companies, Cunard and P&O, running these ships across the Atlantic. It was to cope with the immigrants going immigrants going to America. Ah. But if you refer, but the thing is with White Star, the reason they were so beloved by the emigrant class mm. was that third class. And I should point out there's first, second, and third class on these ships. Mm. Third class was as good as second class on a White Star line. Wow. So, it, but a third class ticket would still set you back in today's money six hundred dollars. Fair enough. A first class ticket. For one of the, a top first class ticket in today's money dollar wise, we don't want to throw me a throw me an estimate. About thirty grand. Higher. Higher than thirty. Hundred grand. A bit lower. Ninety. Uh, eighty. Eight seventy to eighty grand. Wow. So they were very very rich people. Oh, this was this was opulence mm. in the first class. I mean, sir, mm. every room had a servant. Mm. The, plus the servant should bring you with you because yeah. you're that rich. Just before I forget, I have to just correct you on one factoid is that um, you said they were built to deal with immigrants emigrants yeah. leaving Britain well I when well British people when British people go to another country Ben they're called expats oh sorry we don't emigrate or emigrate <laughs> they were okay. at this point it wasn't long that long after the potato famine in Ireland so a lot yeah. of Irish people were like let's get the fuck out of here potato um, yes which the British government caused yeah it also had Deliberately. the one bit on it that I don't know that was, story, but we'll have to, maybe we'll have to do that as an episode. Yeah, maybe. The one thing these ships did have that was modern was electricity and wireless system, uh, wireless Marconi systems, radio. Okay. They called them wireless systems, and they had watertight doors which would seal the ship into compartments, which would slam down electronically. You could press it from a button on the bridge, and these doors would slam into place. Awesome. But what's that mm. in case of in case taking of, on water? Yeah, in case taking on water, you can seal mm. off part of the ship, keep it buoyant. Awesome. Um, so, the fateful night itself. Titanic set sail on the 12th of April 1912 under the command of Captain Edward Smith, who also previously had captained the sister ship Olympic, which we will mm. get to. Yeah. In my research today, this captain um, didn't have an accident-free record, did he? He was not the most accident-free captain. He had, he had accidents before he was Didn't head of the miss. Olympic and these ships this size. He was not an accident-free captain, but he was very experienced nonetheless. Right. Okay. So I think he was maybe... Maybe there wasn't a better captain. On the Olympic, there was another captain, the marvellously named Captain Haddock. Fuck Genuinely. Yeah. Isn't that from... Tintin. Tintin, yes. Yeah. 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 And this guy was... But for some reason, he wasn't given command of the Titanic. And maybe it was they wanted they wanted to maybe repatriate Smith's reputation a little bit. Well, maybe, maybe they needed somebody who was him, in on the Give him the fucking unsinkable ship. And also, the, the accident the Olympic had, which we'll get to, it wasn't necessarily his fault, even though it was made out to be his fault. So right. maybe there was that kind of, we've still got faith in you, we know it wasn't your fault mm. kind of thing. But So, 11.40pm on the 14th of April... Look out, Frederick Fleet spots an iceberg. Now, there's no binoculars, remember? They couldn't find the binoculars. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hang on, they've got electronic <laughs> yeah. ceiling hatches. 
But not fucking glass that makes far away things <laughs> seem closer. Um, I'll be that honest, guys. Backwards. Even today, the Royal Navy does not issue its lookouts for binoculars. They see something and then they look at the binoculars. They rely on the Mark One human eyeball, but as it's referred to. Is, I love that expression. Is there some sense behind that then? Yeah, it's like seen. if you see something with your eyes, you go, all right, what's that? I'll then take a closer look. Okay. I'll investigate. I suppose if you're constantly looking through the binoculars, you might miss something. That Your vision is very limited through yeah. binoculars. Okay, that makes so sense. So you've got a wider sense of vision with your but, own eyes. Okay, yeah. But to have no binoculars. Yeah, no, they couldn't find them. That's the thing. Remember that the ship... Oh, it's unsinkable. Um, we don't need them. <laughs> well, it wasn't just that. It was like, there was such a... a, a hullabaloo... Hey, oh, that's a good word. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, it's the maiden voyage. All this mm. stuff's been loaded on. Where the fuck are the binoculars? Ah, fuck it. We'll, we'll find them as the voyage goes on. Well, I don't mm. know. I think it'd be but then, I'd want. Yeah. Yeah. But we're British, Mike, and we'll muddle through. And this is the golden age of muddling through. <laughs> muddling through foreign countries yeah. and killing everyone. That's the one. <laughs> um, so at 11.40, it, they, they spotted the iceberg. They tried to turn, but only succeeded in grazing the iceberg. I'll point out this is the official story. Mm-hmm. Two hours and 40 minutes later, the Titanic slips below the waves. It did not take a lot of time for this big ship to go mm-hmm. down. Are but you saying that it took less time to sink than the actual fucking movie, the Titanic? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. I mean, it literally did, didn't it? That movie's three hours long. How yeah. long did it take to sink? Two hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay. Um, that is the best bit of the film when it starts singing. Yeah, yeah that is the, that, that's why A Night to Remember is such a good film because it doesn't have a love story, it's mm. just the voyage, and then the ship starts to sink, and that's where the main plot of the film revolves around the ship sinking and what everyone's doing. How old's that one? Yeah, it's in the 50s. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. It's black and white, but it is mm. um, It is actually a decent film for the time. It's it's better, I prefer it to the, the, the fucking Leo mm. one and Leo and Kate Winslet one. Yeah. And it's got Kenneth Moore in it, who was like the very stereotypical British English British English officer. He plays a uh, light on of the second officer, and he's very sort of stiff upper lip, and it's a product of its times, I suppose. This bloody ship can't sink. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, Jay Bruce Ismay, who was the owner of the line and saved his own skin by getting on a lifeboat. Uh, yeah. Women and children, after me. <laughs> Well, he was uh, money, Annie, so he, he, gives he was slapping money. peasants with his gloves. <laughs> Get out! No, actually, the, 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 I know this is going to infuriate you, Mike, but the um, survival rate for third class was incredibly low. They mm-hmm. um, they kept them down there yeah. until the end, and then <coughs> is that a bit true from the movie? Yeah, that is a little bit true. Yeah, that the third class had a higher rate of um, death yeah. than the second and first class. Most more people from the first class. Cabins were saved and third mm, class steerage. Um, there was two thousand two hundred and twenty four passengers and crew on board. More than fifteen hundred were killed. Seven hundred and ten had managed to survive in the lifeboats. But was it the Titanic that sank? Aha! That's the conspiracy. Yes. One of. It's probably the major one, isn't the it? The major one. Now, Robin Gardner, who spent a lot of time on this, made his research for this. He wrote a book called uh, "Titanic: The Ship That Never Sank." Right. Uh, he concludes that it was, in fact, the Titanic's sister ship, RMS Olympic, disguised as Titanic as an insurance scam, which is the most common type of maritime 
scam, apparently. Mm-hmm. Insurance. You say the ship sank and it hasn't. Ships are a fucking expensive commodity, well, yeah. and I imagine the these things cost out. in today's money about seven hundred million each. Whoa! Hello. Holy yeah, so shit! Imagine, so imagine how much that was to someone. To, and was, I should point out that J.P. Morgan owned mm. the White Star Line as part of the name? International Merchantile Marine Group. And he Why was meant know, to be on there, wasn't he? He was. Why do I know J.P. Morgan? Because uh, he's still got a bank named after him. Okay. He was a massive American financier, billionaire, all-round capitalist bastard. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of John Player specials, the cigarettes. The... <laughs> <laughs> he's probably a cunt too. <laughs> <laughs> he's also a capitalist cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear. As so, I've said, smoking is tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. I, I think it is, yeah. JPS, it fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the cheapest. Exactly, that's why I buy it, Mike. Yeah. We're all on a budget. Are we, on, are we all on gold leaf? Yeah, yeah gold yeah, leaf is yeah, the fucking yeah. cheapest. Although, one. if I've got money, I'll go for Virginia. I'll go for gold in Virginia, which I've, is probably JPS as well, in all fairness. I've got so used to this now that I don't see it as a lower class of tobacco. No, anymore. neither do I. It's standard I'm, tobacco now. This is my tobacco. It has been since they brought in the 30 grams, basically. I hate this 30 grams. We're paying that cunt to give us cancer. But Mike, you're like this though, but that's how shit modern society is. We all need something, and the one thing that we we all lean on is something that we know is killing us at a cellular level. If weed was legal, I'd smoke pure weed. Well, me too. (laughs) Every day, (laughs) You do anyway. I wouldn't bother with tobacco. I'll tell you what makes you feel like a piece of shit is it's generally happened this morning. It's not the only time it's happened, but it's so beautiful. A missus has a swing set in the garden big nice thing that you'd see in a park like it's really cool and i'm pushing the littlest one she's just turned five on it and i'm smoking as i'm pushing her in this big thing you know that's parenting gas smoking a fat mind you when we were kids i mean people smoking around the birthday cake because you're fucking good to blow it it. but the thing is i'm sort of doing the whole you know trying to blow it away and keep it you know and she says to me as she's swinging she's like Smoking is so bad, and I'm like, yeah, I, I know, I know. And then when a five-year-old says to you, "Will you stop?" I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she's five, and she knows she's been taught and educated smoking's a piece of shit for you. And then a five-year-old asks you, and I'm just like, it, I had to say, I felt so pathetic saying it's really hard to stop. And one day, would you like me to? Yes. And I'm like, okay. Now what you can do is Ooh. hang on to that mentally. Yeah. And when you catch her at 12 or 13 with <laughs> a fag, yeah. you remember when you were five and I was pushing mm. on the swing and you told me I should stop smoking because it was really bad for you. Yeah. And I said, yeah, but it's really hard to give up. And you sort of said, well, but you should, you should give up. You can hold on to that, Gaz. Hopefully. You're going to use that against her in the future. Yes. But the thing is, so from a five-year-old's logic, smoking's stupid and you shouldn't be doing it, but from my 35-year-old logic, it's like, I fucking work my ass off for no reason. <laughs> I'm a fucking, what did that meme say? I'm a slave on a Masonic tax farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one. I love that. That's yeah. fantastic. I've seen that. So, you know, I, I need a fucking cigarette, you know, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. But don't ask me that if I haven't had one. Yeah. <laughs> if I've got one in my hand while you're asking me to stop, fine. If I haven't had one for an hour, oh, an hour, ten minutes. If I haven't had one for ten minutes, bless him. So anyway, John Player and J.P. Morgan. Yes, J.P. Morgan. So, the Olympic launched in 1910, the October of that year. Now, on the 20th of September, 1911, the Olympic was involved in a collision with a British Royal Navy warship 
HMS Hawk in the Brambles Channel of Southampton waters. Okay. The two ships passed so close, Olympic drew the Hawk into her starboard side, causing extensive damage to both at, both above and below the waterline. Wow. The Hawk was fitted with a reinforced ram. How fucking cool is that? To um, below the waterline to maximise damage to enemy ships. So they were still thinking at this point, we're gonna what? fit a big fucking ram under the waterline. If we get too close to summer, I know we've got these like fucking 16 inch guns on our fucking. We're gonna like, ram the shit out of that yeah. bastard. Wow. And we're probably gearing up for a war with Germany as well, so it's like, we're gonna ram Jerry. But, but it all went <laughs> wrong, and they hit a cruise liner. Yeah. Um, the Admiralty, which is the guys who look after the Royal Navy, mm. had their own inquiry into this, and surprisingly put the blame squarely at the Olympic. Because yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna admit in an age yeah. where Britannia roars the waves. The one of their captains fucked up and yeah. rammed a clock that in July. Greatest <laughs> navy on earth. We don't fuck up like that. We had the famous two to one formula. What's that? Uh, twice the lo- twice the number of ships as the largest power. That's gonna help, isn't it? Twice the number of ships as the largest power. So what does that mean? Hang on. So Germany have 80, well, 80 battleships. Oh, we'll have one hundred and sixty. Right. Oh, okay. I'm with you. I follow. Yes. So. And the Grand Fleet was always based up north, just, and the, it was called the Grand Fleet as well, which is it's a fucking wonderful age, really. It's quite in a impressive way. considering we're it's a, very pomp and circumstance. Yeah, well, and we're a pissant little island hanging off the arse of Europe, and like, you know, to have conquered the world. Yeah, pretty impressive. And at this point, the empire was at its peak. Isn't mm. it the biggest empire the world's ever seen? Yeah, a third of the planet. Although you'd argue now the Americans. Well, they, they got thousand, a thousand bases abroad, mate. Well, this is a thing that, um, sorry, slight tangent, we'll try and keep it quick, is that America is an empire, but they don't talk about it as an yeah. empire, they don't admit it's an empire, they're not open about it, they and your average stealth. American yeah. citizen has got no fucking not. concept of the fact that they're colonising the world. No. And remember yeah. that from 1945 onwards, the Americans did a lot to destabilise the British Empire and mm. the French Empire and the Dutch Empire they had left. They they even put a vote to end colonialism to the UN. Wow! You know it was yeah. They spent a lot of time mm. undermining the British Empire in terms of even supplying forces that we were fighting in guerrilla wars. Mm. <laughs> but then they got but, to do this. But they wanted that. They've come out from isolationism. But we've got a special global power now. We've got a nuke. We've got nukes. We've got a special relationship, Ben. It's a very one-sided it's special relationship. Special. No, they love me. America loves me. We're that puppet vassal state. <laughs> the 51st state. We are America's cock I love that movie, actually. We're America's cock pump. They literally <laughs> use yeah. us to make their dick feel hard and good. <laughs> and fuck about, off. And about took us in the bag. 90% of the world. Yeah. It must own a lot. I mean, there's only, what, China, Russia... We've got uh, the rest. Iran <laughs> that aren't under the yoke of the uh, Yankee <sighs> rule. All in pursuit of the Yankee dollar. Uh, the petrodollar. Well, my dad just came back from Mexico, mm-hmm. and he's, he took pesos with him. Mm-hmm. He said, complete waste of time. I'm no just use. taking dollars. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He said, they all traded in dollars. They'd well, all, that's not they'd, their official... They'd, they'd snatch, yeah, it's not their official currency, mm-hmm. but they'd snatch around. Oh, he, he was buying cocaine. 
Hey, I want to get you done. I want to get high with you, Dad. Don't get me back on the drugs, man. Is your dad harvesting organs in Mexico? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny what my dad was up to. He went over there for a, a, a friend's wedding, so yeah. But who knows what he got up to? He went to an Aztec temple. Maybe he made some dark pats. Maybe he met some... Um... I'm sure he made a pact in a brothel somewhere. <laughs> maybe, um, what's, what's the, uh, maybe he made some pact to some narcos. Who knows? Come back with a lot of ice boxes, did he? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me look in the freezer. It's just full of kidneys. Human kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's got that point, isn't the NHL? The hospital. <laughs> anyway, right, on with the ship. On with the ship. Now, Gardner's theory states the Olympic, the Olympic was left with a badly damaged keel. And the keel mm-hmm. is the bit at the bottom of the ship that you lay down first. It's the backbone of the ship. Right. So if that's damaged, mm. it's game over for the ship, effectively. It's a costly repair. You've got to literally strip that mm. fucking ship down, yeah. do the keel, rebuild it again. Fuck. It's a bit like when um, I know from experience, you can have an accident in your car and your car looks... Fine from the outside, but then they test it and they say the chassis is bent, it's a right up. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. And you're like, what? It looks fine. <laughs> like, no, it's not roadworthy. It's fucked. It's yeah. not. It's lost its structural integrity yeah. because it's twisted. So Fucking cut and shut. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to my first car, as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> Allegedly. So, yeah, that would be a major... Yeah, so imagine that. Like You spent $700 million yeah. worth of today's money. Mm. I think it's about one and... Three quarters worth, one and three quarter million worth back then, which was an insane amount of money. I mean, you could fucking live ten lifetimes on that amount of money back then. To to take, so think about that that. practically. Let's try and go it free of mind. Start with the deck. Go strip everything off the deck. Yeah, then go through cabin by cabin and strip everything. Take it away, the structure, the interior walls, the bits, right back down to that first bit you started with. Nobody's got. No one's got the money, the time, the. Yeah, it's it's well, because the Admiralty mm. said, "Well, no, it wasn't us. It was a fault. It was you." Mm. Lloyd's of London, the famous maritime yeah. insurers, refused to pay out. Right. Same as you have an accident yeah. in a car, and it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Mr. J. Prime Morgan Deal with it. that. No, he did not. So it left them with a damaged and weakened vessel. Seven hundred million in the hole, basically. Yeah. Fuck. So, the theory goes that the Olympic was patched up, hastily modified, because there were slight differences between the Olympic and the Titanic. The, the promenade deck on the Titanic was enclosed at, a, at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, there were different numbers of portholes as well. Isn't there eyewitness accounts of the ship looking more like the Olympic? There is a, a, a good eyewitness account I'll give you. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. So the, the idea is, we fucking modify the ship, put the Titan- say it's a Titanic... The name wasn't prominent anywhere, was it? It was on the um, hall. It was painted. It was I, yeah. no, but, it wasn't painted on the hall. I heard it was just on the lifeboats and the bell. Uh, well, the thing is, the the only things the ships had that bore their names are easily removed: lifeboats, the bell, yeah. the compass, and the nameplates. That's it. Everything else was White Star standard issue. I yeah. mean, and, and to be fair, the fucking money that they were spent to to fill these ships with stuff. Mm. I mean, like, the cutlery's got the White Star logo on. The napkins mm. have got the. Everything's got the low. It must yeah. have cost a fortune. I want to build the thing. Yeah, but when people are paying eighty grand a yeah, pop, exactly. Like, I knew this ship's gonna last you twenty years at least. And how long's the you know, journey? Oh, you're looking three, four, four, five days to get to America. Yeah, so you know that's like staying in a. It's essentially a five-star uh, hotel. Yeah. That floats. Exactly. Yeah. 
Hence the servants and every, you know all the, this is yeah this is five star fucking it's luxury it's opulence yeah. it's yeah, complete yeah. opulence That's have you ever seen the photos I mean I, I looked at the interior yeah. of the ship the grand staircase was modelled on the Ritz Hotel in London oh wow you know it was like it come down it swept around it came mm. down, it's, it's, you know it was the height of, of Edwardian luxury it really was and wood wood wooden flooring wooden panelling mm. you know Beautiful. no expense spared to quote. Um, Another famous capitalist, uh, what's his name from Jurassic Park? Richard Attenborough's oh. character. <laughs> no expense spared. Uh, and then to imagine that you've got to strip all that down. Yeah. To, like you said, that first strip that you're going to start with at the very bottom and rebuild it up. Oh my God. It's making me feel anxious thinking about it. If yeah. I was a worker or a manager, I'd go, oh God, what a nightmare. You don't deal with that. Yeah. Burn the fucking thing. $700 million, you can't burn it. Well, but what could you do, man? Ah, well, what up. you do is you have a plan to have several ships waiting, and for the crew, when you get to a certain point in the Atlantic, to open the <laughs> sea cocks <laughs> <laughs> and uh, slowly flood the ship. And sink it in duck, like? No, you sink oh. it out at the sea, you've got oh. some ships waiting, you don't want anyone to die. Right. Because oh, well, White Star yeah. have got a very good safety record up to this point. Right. The lack of lifeboats wouldn't be a problem because remember mm. the ships had got so big mm. that the lifeboat laws hadn't caught up. So all of a sudden you're going from transporting right. 700 people across the Atlantic to transporting nearly 3,000, yeah. but the law says you've only got to have lifeboats for 700 or 1,500. So they, that you know, is so it's, to break that down. Then that you as the shipbuilder are a cunt. Yeah, because you're going. Even if you knew it, if you were obviously not planning on it sinking. But you're playing with the rule. It's gamesmanship, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, the law says you only have to have 700 lifeboats, so that's oh, all. Uh, they had like, literally 20 lifeboats. There's enough room for 700 people. Right. But you, or okay, 15, okay. I think they had enough room for half the people. Right. So, like, so we've got enough lifeboats for 700 people, but we're putting 3,000 on board, but the law states, yeah, fuck you, law. It's gamesmanship, isn't it? Yeah. But you're yeah. fucking playing games with people's fucking lives, well, man. There was such a the test. The safety I, I, test. I'll get to that. Okay. Well, the, 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 the seaworthy trials. Yeah. yeah, I'll get to that. Okay. Um, but it's, but the idea is, remember, they've got watertight doors, they can sail off parts of the ship, mm. you may only have enough lifeboats for half the people, but hey, another ship rocks up, well, you can do a ferry it. system, can't you? Right. You, it's okay. These thing, this thing shouldn't go down in two hours and 40 minutes. But you'd still like to think, wouldn't you, just in case, let's yeah. make sure, worst comes to worst, there's enough lifeboats for everyone on board to get off safely. Yeah. You'd think that, wouldn't you? You'd like to. Basically, the law hadn't caught up with technology. Mm. Well, it happens now. Of course yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, it's happening with the internet, with all sorts. AI. Let's <laughs> not talk about AI. You mean the fucking command and kill? You <laughs> <laughs> um, need to so close your boots on your motorcycle. <laughs> you can have my socks, Mr. Tim. <laughs> There's no way on his own socks. <laughs> I will move on to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at your socks scan and go, inappropriate. <laughs> snap his neck. <laughs> Put him out of his misery. I'm happy! <laughs> Nobody in those socks can be happy. Fuck, <laughs> that's like a Jamaican term. <laughs> Come with me, I mean, what do you live? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't 
that's in the Jamaican remake. They all just have a joint and chill out at the end. Yeah, there's no. Uh, you sit there with the T1000, they have a bong, and they decide that, hey, let's live and let live. That's it, listen to some reggae. <laughs> See, no reggae, reggae saves the world. No, it doesn't. It's the music of peace, man. <laughs> it's the same fucking music of peace they were doing fucking 40 years ago, though. The same riff. It all sounds the fucking same. Anyway. Do you think somewhere there's a podcast being recorded in Jamaica? Three Jamaican guys. One of them's called Benjamin. And uh, he's like, Yeah, man, this week in the heavy metal box. <laughs> I hope so. It all sound the same, man. Play it again. Dum, 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 dum. Oh, ah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Certainly in some dimension that is. <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the shred of comfort. It's a Jamaican, man. It's a Jamaican me suddenly going, oh, fucking eight now. It all sounds the same. <laughs> what is in the, the metal, metal box, box Benjamin? Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> well, in another dimension, it is happening. Uh, God bless. Um, God bless the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> I love the multiverse. It's otherwise... The shred of comfort in otherwise bleak existence. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> Somewhere out there, there's another me. But we did go back to our multiverse episode yeah. here. There's yeah. no and our uh, Mandela effect episode, yeah. which touches on it as well. Yeah. Sometimes I'm jealous of all the other me's out there doing infinitely better than me, but hey. Yeah. But other times you realise you're just spying this mollusk <laughs> slopping around somewhere. Eats up a leg. <laughs> Eating your own shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's this... Well, this <laughs> universe. You're doing that. <laughs> You're... I've been hungry before. Very hungry. Back to the back, ship. Back to the ship. Um, so the Olympic was damaged beyond economic repair, which is I love that phrase. Wow. Big capitalist phrase. It's not economically viable. Yep. So you sink it, disguised as a Titanic, right. means you can collect the insurance money for a, on a new ship rather than the damaged one. Right. So you get. In fact, you'll probably get more for the new ship. Than you would for the damaged one. Would yeah. yeah. So the original Titanic didn't sink, Became the but Olympic. they called it the Olympic. So what happened to that? Is that still the Olympic sailed around till 1935? Did it they break it down? Or they or scrapped it? it and decommissioned uh, it. And I'll get to that at the end because okay. there's an interesting little tidbit I found. Oh, excellent journalism. Yeah. See. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can wear your badge this week. <laughs> Mr. I did broadcast, proper research today. Broadcast journalist. So, what, hang on. Well, Friday. Thursday when, and Friday. Went in a bit of a rabbit hole again. When I read articles and watch YouTube videos, you laugh in my face and tell me that it's not research. Why is yours qualified as research? I was reading from a book. Oh, right. Fair <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you got me. <laughs> a like, book. Like a proper book with, with evidence in it, not like anecdotal evidence, like some bloke I met down the pub nah. told me but, that reptilians are about. Again, I've, I've mentioned memes a lot today, but I did like the one, I think I sent it to you. It's a picture of a woman in a field looking extremely happy, and it says, Snoke said it wasn't true. My research is complete. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's research in this yeah. day and age, isn't it? Yes, One yes. Google search. That <laughs> says it's not true. So, anyway. Yeah. Can we call a quick piss break? Yes, I concur. Yes. I'm full of piss. <laughs> and vinegar. <laughs> and we're back after a lengthy discussion about on it off air about the early years of the Premiership. 1990s <laughs> Premier League football. <laughs> um, let's get back to it. So, Titanic, its sea trials, which should have been at least a couple of days, mm. lasted half a day. 
on uh, Belfast Lock, which is a, a sort of inland sea, if you will. It's always calm on there, <laughs> and it lasted half a day, and they didn't go above half speed. Don't whether, that, whether that's the trade board thought, mm, well, it handles it's the same ship as the Olympic, it'll be fine, or whether it was the Olympic, and it, yeah. they had been told when the Olympic was patched up that... Mm. Um, shouldn't really go above half speed with that hull. There you go. It's a bit fucking weak. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that half speed. And an inland sea that doesn't get rough. Because let's say you're, you're on the... My brother, for example, works at the Jaguar plant uh, just outside Telford. You wouldn't build two identical Land Rovers, test drive one, and say, well, this one works well, so that one over there is probably going to work exactly the same, isn't yeah. it? Well, no, you... You test fucking both. You test every yeah. fucking product before you... Yeah. Mmm, fishy. See, the Olympic sea trials lasted two days and actually took it out into the, in the Atlantic, powered up to full speed. Mm. Titanic. No. Um, now, Garner claims the Titanic didn't strike an iceberg. Mm. He claims it was probably either a prearranged rescue ship that they accidentally collided with, mm. or... A ship that wasn't supposed to be there, possibly some kind of illegal whaling ship, right? It was conducting operations when it shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Did hit people that. see an iceberg. Well, no, I mean, remember, it's it's eleven forty at night. There's not going to be many people strolling the uh, promenade deck at that time of night, especially as uh, it was fucking cold. Mm. That's one thing I didn't look at. I don't know if any of you got the, the temperature of the water. I didn't. Well, it would have been below z- many degrees below zero. Yeah. That water. People didn't so, last long in that it, water. No, did they? I've seen the film. Very... I saw what happened to Jack. <laughs> there was room on the piece of wood on the door. for Jack Rose. You fucking bitch. You killed Jack. There well, was no. room for two. <laughs> it's a fucking massive piece of wood. But after being in that water, he wouldn't have lasted long anyway. He got hypothermia and died. Uh, well, she was all right, wasn't she? She was, just about. Um, that's one thing that film did portray really well was the aftermath of it once the ship had gone down and there was just all those life-jacketed bodies mm. floating about. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Because everyone's just thinking, oh, they've all gone down. They have enough life jackets on board for everybody. Mm. None of lifeboats, we had a life jacket. So they'd all just be bobbing around, slowly mm. dying, and then the, the guy's going on a lifeboat, isn't he? He's measured sort of shift. Remember, a lot of the boats left half full because people didn't think it was a fucking mm. emergency. Do they thought we, it was a drill. Yeah, do we know? I should have probably researched this before we started recording, but the way it's depicted in the movie of snapping in half that's, and then yeah, that's one end being. Yeah flung up on its end that's an accurate depiction of yeah. I mean fuck that's for many, terrifying for many years they thought it had gone down in one piece but there were mm. a lot of eyewitness accounts that said no it went up in the air almost vertically oh. and then slammed the back end slammed back down fuck mm. now that's, that's still like so it's 50,000 tons mm. so you have 25,000 tons banging wow. back down onto the water with the propellers as well yeah fortunately they've been stopped Otherwise, oh, that could have been a bloodbath. Well, that actually happened with the sister ship, the Gigantic. She hit a mine, mm. and the um, the captain decided because they weren't that far from land, he was mm. going to try and beach it. Yeah, didn't work oh, that literally way. Literally, just just ram it into the fucking the, land. Yeah, get up onto on, the on, beach. On, and just close to up. land as he could. Wow. And so the water would be shallower. Yeah. 
Yeah. They didn't have the because it was in, in the Dardanelles and the water was warmer, obviously. Mm. But um, because the propellers were banging away and that ship was going down as it was oh, going no. forwards, some of the lifeboats got sucked into the propellers. Because that's one of the things when I think about it that terrifies me. Say getting off the ship, you're off the ship, but then currents and things, the pull of it. Imagine you're, you're swimming away, the ship's going down, and then currents start pulling you towards and you're taken down with it that oh, well, another I hate tra- the ocean another tragedy of that was that because they thought the because every ship every lifeboat got launched with a couple of crew on board to row it and there was the passengers had to help row it but the crew a couple of experienced seamen mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so they know how to row they know how to fucking navigate by the stars you know keep together mm. sort of basic sort of sense at sea is they all rowed out quite far because they thought that when that the Titanic went down, there'd be a sort of a massive vortex that would right. suck the lifeboats down with That's it. That's what I'm imagining. As it turns out, there actually wasn't. Oh, any. okay. It just very sort of... The, the, the top end went up, it smashed back down. Mm. Then and it was literally... Hang, the superstructure was damaged. It literally hung hanging on by the keel plate. Right. And so then that, that like eventually... Tiny... That's the, the, the spine of the ship was holding right. it together. The front end of the ship's in the water, underwater... Mm. That snapped off eventually just because of the weight. And then the top half, the bottom back end of the ship Mm. went up and down. And there was a very sort of just gradual sinking rather than a a vortex. So so that's your problem as well. All these lifeboats who've rowed all the way out and the Mm. lights were on until a couple of minutes before it went down. The guys in the fucking engine room were still fucking banging that that (laughs) coal in. The band was still playing. See, I, to, I was literally just about to ask you that. Does anyone know if that's factually correct? That is, the band... yeah. The band played until they virtually probably couldn't stand up on the deck anymore. Daft bastards. And apparently, that's commitment, isn't it? The last song was apparently um, Nearer My God To Thee, which is a hymn. I don't know that one. Um, I've, I've heard it at a funeral, possibly. So if it happened today, it'd probably be like, Shine bright like a diamond. Oh. <laughs> fucking they just shit. get the fucking DJ out. <laughs> <laughs> His decks are sliding down. He's trying to fucking get the CD to keep playing. I'm do, 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 push fire up. Oh, blah, 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 blah. oh dear. Um, down they go. Oh, man. Well, yeah, the music would have been great. But yeah, the band did better. They, they, they were bought on debt to mm. keep people calm. Mm. And did the captain go down with the ship? The captain did go down with the ship, but right. not in the manner described as in the films. Okay. Um, where he's like, just goes and stands on the bridge aimlessly. Because uh, Apparently he was about, he was getting people mm. into lifeboats, he okay. was taking responsibility. I heard he today, has been slightly slandered by Yes, because I heard today in, uh, I listened to another podcast, I can't remember the name of, sorry podcast, that said something that he... There's some conspiracy around him, isn't there? Like uh, being prepared for this, um, yeah, allegedly, because he would have known. He'd have been in on the plot, but he went down with it. So I, I got to think that maybe. I think at that point he may have realised that help wasn't coming. Again, ah. you know, in the film, we'll reference it briefly. They were firing mm. rockets into the air for distress. Right. Mm. Well, they were firing. Yes, they were. They did fire rockets in the air, but they were white. Right. Yeah, that means something very different to help me in Maritime Code. It should be red. They couldn't find the red rockets. Oh, for fuck's sake. So no rockets, no What rockets. does white mean then, mate? It's yeah. probably something like... Everything's fine. <laughs> it's probably, probably used for communication or something like that. Yeah, Move along, fine. everything's okay here. Yeah. Nothing to see. And also another factor... a bit of a hole. <laughs> well, 
and the thing is, another factor is that they were 18 miles away from where they thought they were. So oh, that didn't no. help How rescue does ships. How the Marconi wireless guys, of course, were sending out distress messages, mm. right? Now, there was a ship parked about 20 miles away called the Californian, which was probably the rescue ship that was left there. Right. Now, their chap had sent, look, we're hemmed in by ice, mm. to which the Titanic wireless operator replied, shut up, I'm working Cape Race, which was the, a telegraph posting off Nova Scotia. So north end of Canada, mm. and remember that same messages got across the Atlantic. They were relayed by the ships. Uh-huh. So he's like getting all these messages from Cape Ray's. He's jotting it down. He's replying, and this guy's of course sudden comes across and says, "We're hemmed in for the night. We're not going to move. Shut the fuck up. I'm working here. Mm. I've got all this to fucking relay. Oh, Plus sense. he's got the first class passengers coming in saying, oh, can you telegraph my great aunt Sally and tell her I'm on the Titanic? Uh. <laughs> you know." That kind of shit, and you, yeah. which you could do, you could stroll in there and you know pay him and say, well, send a telegraph to my whoever and tell mm. them that everything's going well. So he's got a busy guy. Everything's going well. <laughs> well, not to this point, <laughs> but you know, in, in normal sailing, uh, you could stroll in uh, there. I, and, see. Yeah. I think it's meant when it was going down. Yeah. Could we just um, pull us someone on, so Can I just say that the ice yeah. on the deck, which you alluded to, Mike, was probably falling, fell from the rigging on the impact of whatever it hit. That's his theory. Uh, because remember, it's very cold, a lot of ice about. Oh, well, if people reported. People ice reported ice deck. falling onto the deck, yeah. but it probably fell from the rigging. So it is worth pointing out the Titanic had rigging, as did well, a very basic form of rigging. So you could put a sail up in, emergen- in emergencies. Right. And a lot of ships still do that. It's. Um, it's, it's and good forward planning, I would say. A, 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 a theory is why it wasn't saved. Is that mm. Since sail began, a thing of plugging holes in the hull right. was to basically drop a sail down, weighted at one end, and the mm. water rushing in would then suck that oh. sail against the side and the gash in the hull. That's awesome. And create a kind of bandage, yeah. which would, wouldn't stop the flooding, but would certainly mm. slow it give down a lot. Time, yeah, give yeah. you a, a good more, great deal more time. Speaking of flooding, I've got to pee. Right, well, call a piss break. <laughs> Sorry. And we're back. So, we survived the flood. Survived the flood. <laughs> of um, piss. So some conspiracy theorists believe the sinking was arranged by J.P. Morgan himself. He wanted the creation of the Federal Reserve Bank, CR, banking conspiracies episodes. Yep. Mm. The three wealthiest opponents to the Federal Reserve Bank, amongst others, and these are the top three, were John Jacob Astor IV, Benjamin Guggenheim, and Isidore Strauss. They were all aboard the Titanic. Morgan was due to sail on the Titanic because it's the fucking big daddy of his fucking. Yep. White Star Line, which he owns, he's due to sail on it. Voyage, he's yeah. on holiday in France. It called it. It went uh, Liverpool, Southampton, Cherbourg, Dublin, across mm. the Atlantic. He was due to sail on it. Cancelled it within thirty minutes before the departure. Mm. Apparently, also having some of the more expensive artwork removed from the ship. Oh, really? Uh, busts and paintings and things I like that. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I, I cropped up a couple of times, so it wasn't just one article I saw. It's a bit like a... No, I don't know if this is true, but rumour and innuendo I've heard online is that there were certain top-level US government employees who managed to contact founding members and tell them not to fly on 9-11 mm. uh, before it happened. So it, a similar thing... 
This guy knew something, did he not? Yeah, well, he, if anyone was going to do that switch, it would have come from him. He owns the fucking line. He mm. paid for those lines to be built yeah. out of his pocket to regain it back through profit. Mm-hmm. It's an investment. He's lost 700 million on the Olympic. Seven well, that's today's money. Mm-hmm. One and three quarter million in. in but it's still the equivalent. dollars yeah. It's still, you know, the same massive amount to that oh, guy, you know. And one, one and three quarter million dollars back then mm. was, you know, money, even though it's increased in what it's, it's 700 million now. One thing coming back then was a lot of fucking money. Money meant more, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It meant more. I mean, you could seven hundred million now. Yes, that's a lot. There's of a money, lot of people that have but, seven hundred million, though, isn't there? Yeah. Relatively speaking. Yeah. But not to go and spunk on three superliners. Didn't we work yeah. out a few episodes ago? Um, the elite, the one percent, is still something like seven hundred thousand or seventy yeah, million like that, yeah, people. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of people. Mm. It's small comparatively, but it's still. So yeah. my point is, a lot of people have seven hundred million. Times three. Not in them days. That's right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So. Oh yeah, like, there were fewer billionaires so back then. Back yeah. then, yes, it may have been worth seven hundred, but it was worth more because there were less multi-billionaires, millionaires. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe less money in the. Less yeah. money in the system. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, John Jacob Astor IV, Benjamin Guggenheim and Isidore Strauss all went down with the ship, leaving Morgan to have a free run at persuading the federal government to create a Federal Reserve Bank, which then put the money into private business rather than the country. Now, the only rebuttal I found online to this was that, how do we know what they were planning and thinking? How do we know they were uh, planning on doing the Federal Reserve well, they you know, put Morgan was trying to get the Federal Reserve Bank pushed yeah, through. Yeah, that was known. I mean, they were, they were yeah. trying it for years. Okay, yeah, no, I'm just yeah, saying... He was they, the loudest yeah. voice shouting for it. Mm, right, And okay. the three guys I mentioned previously, Astor, uh, Guggenheim and, and Strauss, were against it. And they were the three wealthiest, loudest voices against it. Mm. They're all on the Titanic. They're all now dead. It's very handy now, for you, isn't it? Maybe he wasn't planning to kill them. as They weren't planning to kill anyone, I don't... I genuinely think they weren't planning to kill anybody. It was the idea was, we'll just mm. take everybody off and we'll get the insurance money... But this was a nice fucking bonus, wasn't it, for him? So a nice bonus. The, and they're paying 80 grand a fucking ticket because they're in the fucking top mm. penthouse accommodation. The plan to save everyone. What was it? Well, there was meant to be the Californian, which you mentioned earlier, mm. was hemmed in by ice, mm. but also about 20 miles away. Their Marconi wireless operator went to bed at midnight because right. the Titanic guy basically told him to fuck off. Right. Now... That was probably a hitch in the plan. Mm. They hit something, whether it was an iceberg, it was another ship. They were supposed to have rescue ships off there. The Californian was captained by a guy called Captain Lloyd. Mm. Previously, uh, last year, the previous year before that, he conducted an exercise at sea where he took 3,000 people off a ship and put them on his ship. Mm. So he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He yeah. practised that mm. and he'd done it successfully. He was a competent sailor. Training drills every time there's a terror attack. Yeah. Ben, so, did you come up along in your research anything to do with a ship that was sent out containing nothing but jumpers? This is the Californian. That's what was on board, yeah. yeah. Left, left port huh. with no crew, no passengers, no cargo, mm. just 3,000 woolen sweaters, 3,000 yeah. blankets, and also, <laughs> I want to point something else out, there was a coal strike in the UK at the time, <gasps> yes. and it was crippling. Mm. Right? Mm. All the ships ran on coal. Mm. 
they actually can't the White Star Line cancelled several ships' voyages, transferred the passengers to the Titanic to take the coal from those ships to fuel the Titanic. So why are you sending a ship out into the middle of the Atlantic mm. with that precious, precious coal yeah. that's only got blankets and jumpers on? Hey, there was a blanket shortage in America. <laughs> that's an odd one, isn't it? Mm. Yes. It's not really Tim for a hat when that is factually out there, factually. That the California was loaded with jumpers. Yeah, and that's say, that, that is documented. Both the, Gardner and the guy I mentioned yeah. who was on the Unexplained podcast both cited that. It's in the documents. And Gardner didn't notice that for years. He was quite mm. annoyed with himself. He said, it was right there in front Glaring, of him. Like, yeah. I did, just didn't notice mm. it. Well, you wouldn't think. But then, so, so that's factual. Uh, it's factual that there was a coal strike. So it's yep. weird for that ship to be out there carrying that. We know that. Yeah. Come on, this is it, it, it. You know, of all the, I like this one because of the conspiracies we've done so far. When we're like forty odd episodes in, there's no metaphysical, multi-dimensional, paranormal. No, no, this this is, is your bug a, standard. A good old fashioned insurance scam. Insurance scam. <laughs> yeah. That ended up going horribly wrong. Well, you look through humanity. It's all about money, isn't it? We all got yeah. yeah oh, it's I, all, all. I think I'm already. All the money sold. is is is. Mm. And it's 700, amazing. man, your boat's worth 700 million or the equivalent of, come on, yeah. you're not, you're not going to ride that, you're going to be so angry that, These and you'd be so angry at the Navy, wouldn't you? They yeah. said it's our fault, my company's fucked like shit, but I do have a nice tasty insurance policy. Yeah, probably for old... twice the amount on a new ship, mm. yep. the Titanic, which is just sat there, being built, we could mm. do a few modifications to it. Bring the Olympic up as a Titanic. She's in dock anyway. She's been repaired. No, and the no, thing is that apparently, you know, Garner reckons he grew up in Southampton, mm. um, big shipbuilding town, navy yeah. base, as well as Belfast and Liverpool. And Howard Hughes is, is, is from Liverpool as well. No way. And uh, they said that a lot of the working class population were dock workers in one respect or another, shipbuilding or dock workers. It was common knowledge oh. that they'd swap the ships. But everything that went on in a British shipyard at this time was under the official secrets act. Okay. And if you went spouting that out, mm. you're blacklisted. Your family's blacklisted. Mm. You're never working in the biggest industry in that town again, and neither is any of your family. And I can imagine that your options for other industry uh, were very then, and the paid as well were yeah. very limited. I have got one rebuttal to this. Though. Go on, then. Didn't they go down and find the Titanic? Yeah. And they read the whole number. Yes. And it matched the Titanic, not the Olympic. But wouldn't the whole number have been changed? Because people change chassis numbers on cars in in this day and age. No, the Titanic. They would have thought of that, wouldn't they? I'd like. It's good. Yeah. But wouldn't you think if you're doing this scam, so you you're going to dress the Olympic up as the Titanic? I don't know. I don't know what a whole number is. I don't know. Oh well, the Titanic's whole number was four hundred one. Yeah. The Olympic's whole number was four hundred. Shut the front door. Fucking flight M eight seventy. That's four hundred four. Oh, we're not found. Yeah. Okay, so four hundred one. I thought we just stumbled on a massive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, that would have been awesome. <laughs> so that, the, the, the the one theory as well that it did hit the iceberg, but there'd been a coal fire raging in bunker number ten mm-hmm. since the ship set sail. Probably about ten days actually before the ship set sail. Coal is actually quite combustible mm. when stored in big quantities. Mm. Uh, but 
there's there's photos of the ship where there's a dark patch on the hull and that is mm. what brought back to when you said maybe the metal wasn't that strong yeah it had been weakened by the intense heat of the coal fire mm. now, the so when, you say, the, when you say coal fire so you mean not one that you want your coal stores are on yeah fire. your coal stores on fire so it's a fire on board yeah there's like, a fire on board ship. your fuel tank the most, is on fire the most dangerous <laughs> thing to have at sea yeah. is a fire right <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's clear, no. on land, really, well it? it's, it's a very it's even more dangerous on sea because yeah. unless you're jumping into that ocean which you don't want to do in the north atlantic no. you're going to burn to death and it's literally yeah. no fucking way off yeah. no. but the rebuttal to that is that coal crew the guys who were shoveling that stuff the the stokers mm. knew how to deal with that kind of thing it right. was not a rare occurrence that a coal bunker would be on fire yeah. while the ship was at sea right so they knew how to deal with it mm. but there is I the possibility worry me wouldn't it but, <laughs> worry you they didn't tell the passengers well obviously yeah but the, 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 this so is, you're on deck <clears throat> In all this opulence, having a grand old and underneath time, you, but there's a raging fire. Yeah, about ten stories underneath you is a coal <laughs> bunker on fire, possibly weakening the hull. And it wasn't great steel. Mm. Um, it was good steel, mm. but it wasn't amazing steel because it's 1910 when they're building this thing. Mm. It's not today's standard. It's not composite. No, it's... it's <laughs> And when they're sort of knocking this in here, it's riveted, mm. plates buckle, it's made out of iron bands. Mm. Then things buckle. Mm. And they'll buckle under heat. And if you've got this extreme heat going away, going mm. burning away for the entirety so of your you, voyage. So you're saying that. That, that weakened, so they had an impact. Yeah. And the hull probably would have probably held up to it if it hadn't have been weakened. under extreme heat yeah. and extreme cold from the outside, remember? Mm. Yeah. Which is making it just as bad it's weakening the steel there's mm. every chance they could have but let's say even if it was that impact even if it was the best steel on earth you still don't want to drive your boat straight into a fucking iceberg do you? actually driving it straight in probably would have fucking saved oh, them it sort of was it because it was a movie it was, a it was trying end. to turn away right but it was too big going mm. too fast it scraped it allegedly i'm going to say allegedly an underwater shelf of that iceberg ah. then ripped into the hole, caused a gash down the side of it. Right. <laughs> gash. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's why the watertight doors didn't work so well. Okay. So you could stay afloat with three or four of them full, mm. but five or six was pushing it. Well, it fucking went and it went down. It itself, it went down. Yeah. So, but apparently, the, if it was the Olympic, mm. and it did have that like, slight list of port, which eyewitnesses said it had in harbour, mm. when they got on it, they were like, mm, that ship's listed a bit. That's, yeah, that's documented. Said that they could see the sky, couldn't they? Yeah, that's documented. I, oh, from your cabin window, yeah. like. It's hang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should be able to see sky and sea. Yeah, <laughs> should, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. So it had that list of port that mm. actually probably saved it a little bit from going down faster because of mm. the buoyancy. I'm I'm sold on this one. I know we're not even through all the evidence yet, but. This is insurance fraud, isn't it? Sure. I've got one more bit of evidence for you, and then I've got a freaky coincidence. Okay. Ooh, they're yeah. always fun. Now, in 1935, when the Olympic was scrapped, because mm. it was out of date, basically, okay. no one wanted to go across the Atlantic in their mm. nan's house. 
<laughs> so it was decorated. It's 1935. Things uh, have moved on fashion-wise. Yeah. Mm. This is decorated for Edwardian oh, times. Okay, yeah. You, you either refit the entire ship, or you just go. You know what? It's had fucking. It's had 20, 25 years. Yeah. 20 years of fucking floating about doing its job. We'll scrap it and it, sell it. It's like if if we all paid for a top-end cruise liner now, the mm. three of us, and we got on it at the weekend, next weekend, we get on board and it's 80s decor, but not in an ironic, <laughs> like, trendy way. It just it hasn't Very been beige. updated got, since yeah. the 1980s. Yeah, it's it's like, got fluorescent wow. flamingos I painted on the wall. I had that bed. I had that wallpaper in I my bed. I had that race too. car bed when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleeping in a race car. Why was why was 80s wallpaper and duvet covers obsessed with like zigzag patterns? I don't know, but I had Remember? zigzag wallpaper. So it was like zigzags. Yeah. Funky zigzag. Oh, it was a Sonic uh, carpet <laughs> called. It was, I remember picking it out because it, it was called Sonic and it had all these little. It was red. All these like dashes and triangles yeah. and shit on it. Zigzags! Yeah, zigzags, triangles, all these multi. We're edgy, it's the future! Yeah, that was it. So you don't want to sail across the Atlantic and something looks like your nan's house? No, you don't. But, so the wood panelling from the Olympic Mm. was salvaged and it was taken and used to decorate the White Swan Hotel in Alnwich, which is a pub down south somewhere. Really? Yeah. Still there. Oh, wow. Yes, the original Olympics decor is in this pub still. Well, he said, I took it all away, that makes sense. But. When they received the panelling, had the number 401 stenciled on the back of it, as opposed to 400. I see. Right. The Titanic number. So they were switched? Potentially. Allegedly. Oh, the divers went down and said it was 401. So there's a conflict of... Mm. But would the di- what would, Well, there would be no divers down at the Titanic. There were some submersibles. Well, yeah, whatever, yeah. But the... Um, God, it's, it's... That's... That's a, a documented then, thing. The panelling, the wood panelling of the Olympic has got 400. So if we go unless in there they, now, unless it still say 400. It so should say saying. 400 on that panelling in the pub. Well, that's easy to fucking confirm, isn't it? But the panelling in the pub says 401. Yeah. I'm, I might have confused and myself. We could, go in, we could go there and see it and it'll yeah. say 401. Yeah, maybe on the back of the panelling, yeah, but it's stenciled in. Oh. The only explanation is that when they were refitting the Olympic because it did cause a lot of damage, that collision, that they had some of the wood panelling for the Titanic, right, like yeah, yeah. ready okay. to go in, and they just went, you know what, we'll have that to do the Olympic, and you can get some more. That could that's a, that's the p- be the source of the entire conspiracy. Yeah. However, I don't believe it. I do believe in insurance fraud. I might be jumping the gun, but so that might be a good explanation. Yes, the Olympic is damaged. They've got uh, the part. They're virtually we're building the, same the Titanic ship. at the moment. The we'll parts are interchangeable. We'd have to change the number because it's never going to crash. You, they wouldn't be thinking like that. That could no, be the root of the entire uh, yeah, conspiracy. That could be. I don't believe that it is, though. I um, don't think this is a conspiracy. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Would, would you like to, to end on an eerie coincidence? Go for it. In 1898, a uh, former sea captain I called Morgan Robertson wrote mm. a book, and it was called Futility or the Wreck of the Titan. Mm. Uh, in the story... A 50,000 ton triple screw propeller ship, which was the Titanic had three blades on the propellers, yeah. uh, which was, was a new technology. Um, not when he wrote this book. This was futuristic. He's the Arthur C. Clarke of the yeah. fucking ship world. <laughs> Ten years point. before the ship went down. Uh, I did 14 hear this years, one, this yeah. Okay, well, I'm yeah. sure if he knew a little bit about it... He didn't know what was coming. He could yeah. sort of yeah. extrapolate. Anyway, it was carrying 3,000 passengers with not enough lifeboats. It hit an iceberg and sank. Yeah. And what happened to the author, Ben? I don't know, actually. D- don't... 
He was on the Titanic. Was he? I'm. That's what I heard today. He went. The guy who wrote that story. You know what? I think that I think I did read that. I didn't hear that, but that. You know is... what? I'm going to check that. Check that. I'll do it right now. I, I remember reading that, and then mm. what's his name? And then, um, Robert Morganson. It's. I yeah, yeah, but I have read that. I think. I, yeah. Yeah. Because I wrote that last bit out this afternoon because I was in a bit of a rush. Um, I ain't fi- quite finished. Well, he, it was Morgan, well, start with the Morgan Stern. Or st- we know for certain. Uh, Morgan Robertson. Robertson. We sorry. know for certain that the book is real. Yeah, yeah. So we can focus on that. That is 1898. Freaky. Yeah, it had the so, same. Uh, pretty much the same name, same weight, the same Men's design. Passages, same amount of safety flaws. Fucking hell. Oh, shit, thing. Nat. Well, hang on. Okay. Uh, so, give me a sec, guys. So, talk, I will just double check this one. Where is Futility of the Wreck of the Titan? Investor Google. Mm. But yeah, Titan, Titanic. Mm. Hits an iceberg, sinks, not enough lifeboats. That, I thought, was... Now, I'm not a believer in prophecy, <laughs> in the slightest, but that's as close as it fucking gets, isn't it? Yeah, if he was, on, if he was actually on the ship as well, and that... Uh, sorry, guys. According to uh, the almighty Wikipedia, he wasn't on the ship. He died on the afternoon of March the 24th, 1915, found in his uh, hotel room... Um, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, it is believed he died of an overdose of peraldehyde, which is something I've never heard of. No. So, so oh, but I did I, hear that today. I though. read that, and I, I remember thinking at the time, now that it's like, that can't be true, so I didn't include it. Yeah, okay. but I remember reading it. Fair enough. Good job. We, hey, look, we did actually. Yeah. Normally, we yeah. say you're We're both broadcast yeah. journalists. Yes. Well, normally we <laughs> all ta- three of us actually. Yeah. We usually tell the listener that they are the fact checkers, but uh, I could reach my phone today, so we, <laughs> we did some fact checking live on air. Yeah. But still, so that's freaky fu- as fuck. Fuck in a yeah. way because it's very. I know what you're saying, Mike. Like if he knows a lot about um, shipping. Yeah. Um, he's gonna he write a captain. You're gonna write a book. He was a captain, was he? Yeah, he was a captain. Oh, yeah. Go, so he's got some insight, yeah. but it's still kind of. Did you say fourteen years? 14 years, 1898 to 1912, 14 years, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, he might have known the design, but he didn't know the name of the ship. He didn't know it was going to be an iceberg. And he didn't know that there'd be a shortage of lifeboats. Yeah. And the Titanic was further north than it should have been. Yes, further north than it should have been for that time of the year. Mm. Do you think some people use that um, to maybe fuel... Oh, look, uh, J.P. Morgan got the idea from this book. I can see mm. where... Sorry, that might have turned I, up on the, the audio is, a bit. But the I, thing is, that book was about long before the Titanic conspiracy kicked in. Mm. You know, this, mm. Could J.P. Morgan have been inspired? But Would you have read that book? That's the thing. Yeah. And then thought, hmm. Mm. But the, the ships were named for their grand size. Olympic, yeah. Titanic, so there's not so many gigantic, words you can use, and they it? did rename Gigantic because they thought oh, we best to have another one like with a massive name. Yeah, we'll call it Britannic instead. It's... To bring it back to something I can uh, uh, understand, like in Transformers, in the toys, they're running out of names for big. To it, like you've got Titan class, is. You know, that's one of the... But oh, yeah. Like you said, they're running out of adjectives for big things. Like, uh, well, there's only so many you can use. So Titan, Titanic, that that was possibly going to come up. Mm-hmm. But I'm absolutely sold on the idea, I think. And I don't think it, it's tinfoil hat territory. 
I think it's entirely possible. I really yeah. am. I, I think insurance, and he may have had a plan to look. We take it, like you said, we take it so far out. We've got the California on the way, full of fucking jumpers and blankets. That's. I don't want anyone to die. I'm sending out a boat full of jumpers and blankets. We're gonna get you off. You're all gonna be safe. No one's gonna die because I can't. Because what's worse yes. for your company than losing yes. seven hundred million boat is fifteen hundred people dying. Yeah. In your care, on the right? boat that should be unsinkable. Yeah. Exactly. So well, it's we'll the thing that shows what ships you're building. They're unsafe. The Olympics yeah. been damaged. Yeah. The Titanic sunk. Yeah. We'll get them off. They'll be safe. Mm. The boat will go down. I'll claim the money. Everything's going to be fine. When he gets the wireless the next day, or the, however they communicated that, uh, oh yeah, the ship went down. So did half the fucking people be interesting on board. To see if he had any shares, J.P. Morgan. Mm. Sold them a few days before or something. Oh, no, no, some he owned. He owned yeah, it was part, White Star was part of the group, international would mercantile, that? maritime would mercantile. Would he sacrifice that for the money and the Federal Reserve? So maybe everyone else on the plan was to mm. have the boat to rescue them with the jumpers, but the captain of the boat secretly knew that J.P. Morgan said, "Don't rescue them because there's those blokes on there." You remember that they're scra- they're taking fee-paying passengers. And cancelling their voyages to yeah. send that ship out to wait because there's a coal shortage mm. is mm. you're you're taking away more profit than you might be gaining. I the you're Fed, taking away fee-paying passengers and cargo. Yeah, but he mm. wanted that Federal Reserve. Maybe I'm just oh, trying yeah. to maybe, 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 yeah, more, all right, okay. Because you, you might have thought in the long yeah. run the Federal Reserve is going to make me more money oh, than yeah. the shipping line, the which Federal, he eventually did sell to Cunard, well, the rival know. firm. The the. The one about killing the guys who want to start the Federal Reserve is tantalising. It is very tantalising. But I don't believe that one because I think there are easier ways to take those guys out. Oh, Even in yeah. 1910, mm. much easier ways rather than sacrifice your 700 million ship well, then and then cancel 30 minutes before. Yes, that is true. I, I just think this is basic. If he was on that, he would have died mm. more than likely. Yeah. Could be oh no! I'd imagine. Could I'd imagine like Ismay, either Bruce Ismay, the owner mm. of the line. Mm. I'd imagine JP. Could he not have had it? Onto, but I mean, Strauss um, was offered a place in the lifeboat. Mm. He turned it down. Uh, well, the other guys didn't, they, did they? No, Astor did, and so uh, they, all, they all went down with the ship. Astor actually had a great tell. Uh, him and his valet. Uh, they said, he said, what's what's happening to the officer? And he said, the ship's going to sink. And he says, all right. And he went back with his valet. They got changed in their best evening wear, mm. and. He's questioning what are you doing because he's having top and tails, and mm. he says we are dressing our best and prepared to go down like gentlemen. Oh, I like it, but I just want to say before I forget. So he cancelled thirty minutes before. Yeah, had, allegedly but, had some of the more expensive artwork okay, removed. As but well. yeah, we we have to hold on to the possibility that he could have had very legitimate, very real reasons for cancelling well, 30 minutes. He, he claimed illness, but was seen the next day trotting around in Cherbourg with his young wife. That's I would, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? No, we have to accept the possibility. There could have been a legitimate reason. That could, could be pure been. coincidence. He could have got to 30 minutes before time. And I, I, I really can't fucking go. This takes precedent. I'm just saying, Yeah. devil's advocate. Well, why didn't the ship, why didn't the Californian save him then? Why did it... I'm trying, well, to, I'm trying to give I, reason. I don't think they expect. I think they were 18 might, miles further away from. They were 20 miles further away from they should have been. 
And they were locked in by ice at that point. And the whole gone by the northern route. And the hull could have been weakened. Hull could have been weakened. I don't think the hull. If it was the Olympic, then the hull was definitely weakened. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it shouldn't have been yeah, going. It, it wasn't seaworthy. No, the Titanic was doing about sort of twenty-four knots, mm. and its top speed was about twenty-two miles an hour, which doesn't sound a lot, but in a fifty-thousand-ton ship oh, that's yeah, eight hundred feet long, nearly nine hundred feet long, hmm. that's a. Pr- You're not going to stop between on a dime. Sea- now, apparently, in between seeing that iceberg and the news getting to the bridge. The ship had covered something like 11 miles. Fucking hell. See, so what mm. What I'm trying to say is that I don't think they expected it to go as spectacularly wrong as they did. I think something happened that preempted the sinking where they didn't want it to happen. Mm. I think they wanted the it to go... The iceberg, another ship, maybe. Mm. Or maybe it was something that wasn't maybe. supposed to be there. Yeah. And if it wasn't supposed to be there... If it was a whaling ship and they weren't supposed to be there, they could have got into serious trouble, poaching mm. essentially yeah. at sea. Would they have just gone, eh, I'll be all right, and just got the fuck no, out of there? they'd have tanked it out Or there. did they go down first? Mm. That's another possibility. Yeah. We won't know that as the... Mm. No. Well, something fishy about it. There's, there is, isn't there? <laughs> well, this is the thing with all conspiracies. is The, the, old, the reason clichés become clichés is because they're true. And one of the clichés is there's no smoke without fire. You know, there's a and like one of the in, very interesting things you said earlier, Ben, was that uh, the idea that apparently amongst the dockers, this was just fucking common knowledge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, these dodgy bosses. Well, that's just hearsay, it, isn't it? It is hearsay. Put a lot on that as evidence. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's evidence, but mm-hmm. well, like Ben said as well, they are signees of the official official official. That's not word. No, they were genuinely anything that went on in a dockyard in Britain. Because we were the dominant maritime power, yeah. whether regards to building liners or warships, officials. And remember, a lot of these civilian dockyards were building military yeah. ships as well. Mate, I had to sign the official government secrecy act yeah. to be a cleaner in a place <laughs> that made tanks in our hometown. Fuck. I had to sign the. Yeah. I, I, I saw tanks, but I didn't. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't. But yeah, the fucking clean. I cleaned the bugs, Mike. <laughs> For one summer when uh, I was at uni, I came back to Telford and I had to sign the fucking. Yeah, but if you did know something, would you be going blabbing it about? Oh, I still told everyone that, like, oh yeah, there's always tanks in there. I didn't, I didn't have any information to mm. share with anyone. I am now admitting on a public forum, I guess. That I broke the <laughs> you broke the official secrets, yeah, yeah, and the men in black will be round tomorrow. Swatting comes which to the release. <laughs> what was that? Blue team go. I never worked there. What are you on about? They don't make tanks in Telford. They clean them and repair, they repair them. them. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, they sold it to me. This is quite funny. Uh, they sold it to me in the uh, job agency. How do you feel about cleaning tanks? I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, hey. Yeah, okay. He's like, well, there's face and the tanks come back from Iraq. And he oh, cle- you're cleaning blood out of them? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, I have to clean like, oh, okay. It's, I'm, not, I'm up for that. Fucking lying cunt. I didn't get anywhere near it. I was just a cleaner. I wasn't cleaning tanks. I was cleaning toilets and canteens. Yeah, I saw you, tanks. If you'd, <laughs> genuinely, if you'd have been cleaning them tanks that have come back from mm. wherever they've been damaged... You'd have probably been cleaning fucking blood and blood body and parts. Bloody off the outside. Yeah, and inside. That's better it... cleaning a fucking bug. At least well, I've had a better story to tell. Some Iraqi gold in there. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find any stolen Iraqi gold in a destroyed warrior tank. Although, I spent a lot of time at Donington when I was a mm. reservist, and they had um, a warrior APC, armor personnel carrier. They were 30 tonnes each. Mm. They'd supercharge the engine. They used to fucking thrash it on the road at 70 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. They got it up to 70. 
I do remember <laughs> seeing. Fucking, it was beautiful. You just fucking hear this roar <laughs> as it flies up the bypass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> I do remember pushing my little cleaner's cart with all my spray bottles and fucking mop heads on it between buildings and hearing a rumbling. What the fuck? And look around the corner and it's, <laughs> it's a mechanic with his head popping out. It's a very small tank comparatively, but one of the ones where the driver's head is popping out. The that can top. be any of them, do you know? All the drivers well, have that, that option to pop their head out. But he's just a grease monkey mechanic riding his tank from one workshop to the next. <laughs> I was like, that there's a man who's got life fucking sorted. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that. He, he looks so happy as well. Just tested it. And I have my tank license. And I, I, felt fucking, I, can, I want to buy a tank. I felt yeah, so small with my fucking cleaners trolley. <laughs> yeah, you've got you a, a gun turret. You've got a oh, cleaners shit. trolley and he's Sorry. got a 30 ton killing machine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Carl Pilkington? Yes. His brother apparently got fired from the army because he took the tank and when he got fags from the shop. <laughs> <laughs> Are they road legal? Uh, up to a certain weight, yeah. <laughs> um, a warrior is, is about 30, the road can take out 30 tonnes. You couldn't do a, a Challenger mm. 2 on the main road because they're like 60 tonnes. Mm. Uh, when we crossed over the road, like Salisbury Plain was our main exercise area, mm. and we had to cross over a main road to get from one side to the other. And that strip of road was like really heavily reinforced. <laughs> I Although imagine. I couldn't see Stonehenge through my gun sights. Mm. I was like, mm, I could take it all them hippies in one go. <laughs> Summer solstice. Fascist. Right. It did, we... did take my yeah. fucking. Did you... So oh, should, are we going to sum up or go for a piss break? Let's pee break then sum pee up. Pee break then sum up. Okay. I could sum up with a clear pee free mind. <laughs> oh, wow. So we are back. So let's sum up then, boys. Here on, give me a. Who wants to jump in first? Well, I've, I think I've already. I've already stated my um, opinion on this. I I had no opinion previously to doing it. And I think this is just quite obviously a bit of insurance fraud, isn't it? There's too many glaring... Why was the biggest one? Why was the California out there carrying nothing but blankets? And, yeah. I mean, and at a time when there's a coal shortage, they yes. are literally scraping the fucking coal together to get the Titanic out there. They're transferring passengers from other ships, even giving them upgrades. To try and fucking, cause they actually the Titanic was undersold. It wasn't going to go full. That would have been a disaster on the maiden voyage. It wasn't going to go full. So they fucking cancelled other voyages, mm. put the passengers on, took the coal at the ships. You got all these fucking liners sat there, yeah. but and the the Californians just sat there in the Atlantic waiting with three thousand blankets and jumpers. That doesn't ring right, does it? The the Olympic hitting the naval ship. And again, to go back to that metaphor... With its fucking ram. Yeah, ram. That's fucking badass. I love that. I love the fact in 1910 we were still banging fucking reinforced rams onto the front of ships. Yeah. Love it's, that. It's, again, to go back to my, my car metaphor, just to make it smaller and more understandable, I guess, for me, is um, I've got two Ferrari F40s, which are worth... Uh, I only know this because I saw a post earlier on Facebook. Uh, I think one point something million... So I've got two of them. One of them, I have a little dink, a little uh, fender bender, they call it in America, where you just bump mm. somebody from behind. Low impact. Visually, it looks fine. But the man in the garage tells me, it's the chassis bent, it's a write-off, it's not roadworthy, uh, it, you can't sell this on, it's no use. I'm like, oh shit, but I've got that other F40 
what if I switch the number plates, change the chassis number, then I write off the one that's already wrote off, Yeah. but I claim that it was the one that was brand new, and I get a fucking huge payout, and I buy myself another F40, and again, I've got two F40s, and, and I've got away with it. Yeah. I've committed a victimless crime, apart from the insurance brokers, but... They're on the level with lawyers. Satan, aren't they, yeah, they're on the level with lawyers and pedos. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we love you, insurance salesmen who may listen. Uh, so yes, to put it on them levels, I could see someone doing that. You then extrapolate that from a Ferrari F40 to a seven hundred million pound cruise liner, but it's the same crime, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot more mm-hmm. complicated, maybe, because you've got to switch the plates yeah. and change this cutlery and do all that. Hey, I'm going to change the cutlery and that. It's all oh, standard issue. Said, it's yes. only literally the compass, the bell, the, the nameplates. Right, so you do that. chassis. No, no. You, you, chassis you, number. Chassis number. No, no, the chassis numbers. Hull number. Hull numbers, sorry. Um, mm, that that goes back to the, the bar, mm. the hotel, which... Olympic 400, Titanic 401, mm. the wooden panelling in that bar. Yeah, but the, I told the divers found 401. So they must have changed it. If, well, if, 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 or they took parts off the Titanic or that. to mm. repair the Olympic and then thought, well, we're getting a delivery in. The, st- the stock's here. Let's just take mm. it. But if you want the Olympic, you're trying to pass the Olympic off as the Titanic, Mike. Would you not change the whole numbers, change everything? Do you see what I mean? I don't right. know what the whole number is, to be fair. I don't know where it is. Me either, or how oh, it's sort of... <laughs> it's usually... I mean, it was stenciled on the propellers and stuff like that. It was literally the... Well, you just... So the propellers show up, and it's got 401 written on it, so you know it's for the Titanic. Mm. Or the, it'll fall or the, the Olympic, and it was changed to 401. Yeah. You know, I mean, how much work is it, you know, uh, to chisel off the 400 and then re-chisel 401... If you're committing seven hundred million pounds worth of insurance fraud, all, you know, all done in the middle of the night with trusted employees. Yeah. Why, if you know it was going to go down, you wouldn't bother with the whole number. But that's the thing that they weren't planning for it to go down the way it went no. down. I don't think they were planning on everyone getting off. Now everyone on that ship. Yeah, but the ship's still going to go down. Yeah, but hang on, let me finish. Yeah. If the ship hadn't have gone down with fifteen hundred passengers, everyone had got off the ship. And it was just a nice little accident, maritime accident, because ships did have icebergs. Shit happens. Yeah, Shit oh, happens. Point? My point is that if everyone had got off and no one had died, mm. this shipwreck wouldn't be as famous. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say... Would, no one that, would have gone down there question, looking for it. Why, why, why bother changing the whole chassis number if you know it's going to go down? You wouldn't do it, would you? Well, they didn't because the, the whole chassis number on the wood was 401, which yeah, is the I'm Titanic. The people went down and dived, it said it 401, the Titanic. Yeah, on some parts, it may have done. Well, they repaired it. Maybe. I don't know. That's the only. Sort yeah, of... I'm with you. You've got to. Qu- yeah. I just think. My opinion or is. you got the, the other evidence against the Californian, the fact that the, the test was only at half speed. Yeah, and only a day, half, half a, day. a day. You know, JP Morgan. Backing out the last yeah. minute, removing value, valuable busts from the yeah. carpet in the floors as well was another thing. Actually, you mentioned that. Mm. Um, all the floors were wood uh, laminate, and on the Titanic, they were carpeted over a couple of days before launch, before the maiden voyage. Mm. Um, is that to disguise scuff marks on the floor? 
Because you wouldn't have them on a brand new ship, would you? No, you wouldn't know. A lot easier to re just to lay some carpet over the top rather than to relay the entire fl mm. entire deck. Yeah. It's so definitely something dodgy. I think there's your bug standard insurance fraud. I think they were planning on getting everybody off board, man, woman, yeah. and child. I don't think there was a plan to kill anyone. I think no. the Federal Reserve thing is was a nice bonus for yeah. it. But they were, and, and, and let's face it, safety records on transport is your main seller. Isn't yeah. it? Especially on these liners. Yeah. Oh, no one's died on our ships of, 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 from an accident mm. in 20 years. Now all of a sudden, 1,500 people are dead. Yeah. That's going to knock you in the wallet. I think something else went wrong. Yeah, when he sold it afterwards, I don't know if he made a profit. I don't know when he sold it, I must admit, but it was it was, it was was later, a lot later than yeah. this. Maybe he was able to absorb that hit. I mean, I'm sure he owns mm. many companies. Well, like I say, like I said before, the, the, the was, look, White before. Star was part of a group. Mm. So... Obviously, a part of a Conglomerate. group. Um, some sides make a profit, some sides make That's a loss. It. Balances it out, doesn't it? But White Star were loved amongst the emigrant class yeah. for having a more a, a better standard of travel. Right. Second class, third class was as good as second class. Mm. On on any on the Cunard lines, on the P&O lines, you're in fucking steerage. You're like in the bowels of the ship. Mm. In fact, the, the film Titanic does. Doesn't quite get it right. Though they showed the bunk beds, but mm. it was it wasn't that cramped. But it was certainly a bit better than that. Yeah, you know it was, and second class, which is probably what we'd have been in, ish. The equivalent. If we had the, you know, I well, Mike could have been in steerage. I'd be in steerage. I, I was gonna say I don't know my wages. I think I might be in steerage. But why would I be going? I'd be going to America for a new life, would I? Yeah. Mm. I'd have been in first class being a management type. Well, you know, yes. I'd have got off the boat, fine. Yes, take Gosh, it. I'd have gone down with the ship. You'd, have, you'd have been going down on Jeffrey. And you'd, <laughs> have, you'd have been so busy sucking up management, you wouldn't have noticed the iceberg. In I fact, think... I'm willing to bet the fucking tyre crash was you and Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet that I would have uh, done the John Jacob Astor thing, gone and got dressed in my finest evening attire, and I'm going down with the ship. I would have would probably you been with a gun, kind of kid yeah. the. I was gonna say I would have probably been out there elbow smashing women and children in the face to fucking get into the lifeboat. Oh, it was light on, or the second officer who said that um, towards the end there was a a rush of cowardly individuals. I'm air quoting here. Here I am. Probably not British or American. More likely Italian who tried to rush the boats. That was his exact line. He had to apologise for it. Yeah, that's called, it's called the Italians <laughs> cowards as a parting shot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much my um. But he was a genuine hero. That he he got a lot of people off that boat because he was you know Smith while doing his duty had like had, towards the end had kind of mm. given up the ghost and fucked off and he was the one trying to get people on and trying to get the collapsible boats that they had yeah. into the water and lowered down with people. It was. Um, mm, imagine the, the the panic of the entire evening, and they're trying to keep calm. Mm. The band's playing. Been horrific. You know, horrific. Fucking silly. And of course, Dion. Jay Bruce's mate managed to get himself off the boat. I think mm. he killed himself about fifteen years later because his reputation was just destroyed. Oh, okay. Uh, because he'd survived when so many hadn't. Survivor's guilt. The shipwreck. The, sh the the architect of the ship. The the shipwright went down with the ship. Uh, I forget his name on the top of my head, but in the film, uh, the he's like seen adjusting the clock. Do you remember that scene? Ah, uh, yes, I do. Looks at his watch, and yeah. he was actually he had a, a more heroic death as well. He was helping to get women and children on the lifeboats. Mm. 
he wasn't just stood there in the bar getting drunk, but adjusting the time. Actually, that might have been my other plan. Grab a bottle of whiskey, fight my way through the women and children, and just dive into a boat. The chef did that. Sit in the corner and just drink my no, way through it. The chef drank a bottle of brandy, mm. jumped into the sea and survived. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Well, the brandy kept him warm. Yeah. Well, certainly alluded to the fact that he certainly psychologically kept him warm. Because yeah. uh-huh. drinking alcohol decreases the body temperature. But it certainly... Uh-huh. He, he did drink a... He, the chef, the ship chef, drank a bottle of brandy, jumped into the sea and swam for a lifeboat and survived. Uh-huh. Fucking legend. Was he Dutch or something like that, or Danish? I, I think he might have been, actually, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so what, what do you so think? I, I'm going with the... Um, I, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole again. I've got to stop doing that. Cause threads hey, fucking man, no, me cause apart for a week. Us, gives us good research um, and good content, mate. Don't stop. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm with it. I, think, I don't think anyone was meant to die, but I do think that it was an insurance job. Yeah. I think it went wrong. Me too. Uh, that's what I'm going with. What you saying, Mike? Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that. But my only thing is that when they went down and checked the wreck, the whole number... Well, at one point, you know, during my rabbit hole, I came across this video, and it was um, the submersible robot going down mm. and lifting on the nameplate, and you could see the letters O and P under it. Mm. And I was like... Fuck. <laughs> and then I ran and researched that a little bit further mm. and found out that was all CGI. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's wow. like, fucking hell. Fuck you literally had me at that point. I was like, fuck me. Wow. That, that is like. Oh, oh, but, people are but, dicks, man. But the one, thing, the one thing I will say mm. is that the whatever's lying at the bottom of Atlantic claiming to be the Titanic has got a black undercoat to the paint. And it is specified mm. the Titanic had a grey undercoat. Could that be effects of the ocean? I don't, I don't know. know. That's all I that's all I found out about that. I don't know what colour the Olympic had. All I know is that the colour of the paint is off. But that could be the effects of the ocean. Could be the fact they just didn't have enough fucking black spray paint that day. Yeah. yeah. I think my official verdict is dodgy as fuck. Yeah, it's dodgy as yeah, fuck. Yeah, there's definitely. something fishy going yeah. on for sure. I, I just think the California being out there, it, that's such a massive... During the coal shortage, yeah, that's only with blankets and jumpers, that is a big red flag to me. Yeah, me too. So yeah, that that's... I had no opinion before we started this one, but my opinion, having heard the evidence, is I'm going insurance scam. Yeah, they, um, they, they didn't mean to kill anybody, no. they didn't want anybody to die, but they did. Yeah. Okay, some weird news. Let's go some weird news. Let's We're all in it. agreement that it's a bit iffy. Certainly is. So, um, do you want me to go yeah, to this one? Yeah, we could because the microphone's in the way. Um, Burger King offer free whoppers for life and thirty-five thousand pounds to women who get impregnated by a World Cup player. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's really right. Yeah, yeah. There are many things people do for free food, but sleeping with someone shouldn't have to be one of them. That was exactly what an advert posted on an official Burger King social media page suggested they do. The post by Burger King Russia, which has now been deleted, offer a reward of 3 million rubles, around 35 grand, and a lifetime supply of whoppers to anyone that could, any woman who could get themselves impregnated by a World Cup player. 
The campaign was put up on VK, the Russian equivalent of Facebook, on Tuesday morning. It was pulled shortly after being published due to widespread backlash. However, screenshots of the offending post were quickly captured by many and are still being shared online. The original post was written in Russian, but Deadspin, whoever they are, uh, roughly translated it. It said, Burger King, within the framework of social responsibility, <laughs> has appointed a reward for girls who get pregnant from the stars of world football. Each will receive 3 million rubles and a lifelong supply of Whoppers. For these girls, it will be possible to get the best football genes and it will lay down the success of the Russian national team on several generations oh, ahead. Forward, we believe in you! And you know what? Before I read that, I was thinking to myself, the Russians want a better football team. They're looking at selective breeding. And then I read that and I thought, oh, fuck me, that's exactly what it was. Exactly. Was... I mean, you're, you're uh, you know. We believe in you. Forward, comrade. Fucking comrade hell. worker, sex worker. Go out there and fuck Ronaldo. Well, think about it. You're, you're fucking Debbie Russia. You know, you're a local Russian lady. Um, Agoniska. You, you get impregnated by, you know, the Senegali... Striker. I don't think they want black players, guys. No. Okay. The Russians are racist. My point was, if you, if you follow my point through, though, I know that. <laughs> and under normal circumstances... I think they want Harry Kane or Ronaldo. Yeah, but under normal circumstances, they wouldn't be encouraged to uh, necessarily breed with someone of uh, ethnicity. But if that person is an incredibly good footballer... Debbie Russia gets pregnant. The babe, the, you know, Mr. Footballer fucks off back wherever he's from because he's not going to hang around, is he? Oh, no. She gives birth to the baby in Russia. Yeah, well, he's eligible to play for the Russian national team, isn't he? Yeah. Of course he is. Mm -hmm. So this is, yeah, you're right. It is social engineering to get in 16, 18 years' time, 20 years' time, like a, a, a half-decent... Russian Ronaldo trying to boat. Uh, a half-decent <laughs> Ronaldo Russian... Ronaldo-ski. Why are Russia... <laughs> Crap at football. It's just not the national sport. But with that I many don't know what people, the national sport is, but, but with that many people Imagine to pick ice from, hockey, maybe. Probably, they are yeah. big into ice hockey. Yeah. And uh, basketball. Basketball's very big in Russia yeah. too. Only to um, be the Americans though. Yeah, also so is sort of oppression and like um, <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so yeah but that's very irresponsible, isn't I it? Yeah, I suppose when you live in a country well, that's frozen twenty eleven months of the year, playing football is not a great choice, is it? No. Mm. They're saying it's within the framework of social responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. Fuck me. I'm really good at driving a forklift. Do they need me to check any Russian women? I like the fact that... <laughs> I don't think they've got any shortage. Yeah, the, next, the, the next generation of fantastic forklift drivers. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to spitball here. You're, you're, you're quite good at driving a van. Maybe they need some van driving jeans. I, I think they've got enough. <laughs> Mike's really been a bum. Mike's really going to be a bum. He's, effect he's effectively Onslow. <laughs> Maybe they need someone like that. Maybe them Russians need some performance poets. I used to do that. Um, and even though Mike's penis is in another dimension. That, that doesn't hinder my word. <laughs> I had a theory about this, Mike. Did you put your dick in the reggae box? Because <laughs> that's another portal to the dimension. Oh, it's been sent away. It's been sent away to another dimension. It's not a scientific experiment at all, would you? Sent it through the... I like the fact though that even in even in Russia, that sounds pejorative the way I said it. But even in Russia, this was deemed as like fucking. Come on, delete that. You that's, can't do is, that. That's like Stalin era stuff, yeah. the human Z thing. You know, it the is. selective breeding. Let's make the next generation of footballers not by actually training people, just mm. by hey, 
Ladies, go and fuck a footballer. Go it's a bit, it. it's a bit SS Nazi territory, isn't it? It is actually, hey, yeah, yeah, go yeah. And fuck one of our big blonde chosen um, SS soldiers in a graveyard where the spirits of Nordic <laughs> heroes are, uh, are lying around, and maybe one of them will creep into your womb. See episode one, dear listener. Sound quality, dog shit. But, yeah. Yeah, but technically, episode two. Uh, after the last, the one. last episode. But a lot of good content on it still. If you could, uh, if you can hear it. Um, so yeah, I, well, this is just gross, isn't it? It's, it's <laughs> mad. It's it's madness. But they haven't deleted it. I assume that um, if it, the thing is, if they hadn't, if there wasn't outcry to it. There'd be a load of Russian women now trying to have sex with Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, there probably is a lot of Russian women. Well, let's, have sex let's with give the Ronaldo, Russian but... women a bit of credit. I don't think uh-huh. they're going to look. Uh, 35,000 pounds and the free whop of a life. Yeah. That's the irony of it, isn't it? They want to get the best footballers, but they'll be mm. fed on whoppers every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While they're pregnant, they're just shoveling whoppers down there. Yeah, when they're a kid, they're growing up free whopper every day. They're going to give birth to... They won't get the nutrients to be able to have a football. No, they're just going to think of a better can overweight. Help me out, guys. I'm trying to think think of a famous chubby footballer and all that comes to mind is Razor Ruddock. But he wasn't that chubby. But chubby comparative Mm. compared to your Ronaldo's, to your six-packed Ronaldo. Chubby footballers. Yeah, he was quite fat. Is there a chubby footballer? Not anymore. Or athletes now, as Back you said. Back in the day, though, yeah, they had, like, dad buds, didn't they? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Brian Robson had a bit of... Not all of them, Carrying yeah. a bit of weight around the middle. And a yeah. little bit, because there aren't many because of the ten pints a day. <laughs> and the mullets. The mullets <laughs> and the <laughs> pints. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's just gross, isn't it, that one? But... This is even worse. Oh, oh God. Shit. People are drinking cockroach milk, and it tastes the same as stuff from cows. No, it fucking doesn't! <laughs> <laughs> Cockroaches don't have teats. <laughs> or do they? From, oh, almond to my... so, from almond to soy, hemp to hazelnut, milk isn't just about cows anymore. I actually do drink soy and almond milk nowadays. <laughs> and you've got the fucking nerve to take a piss out of my socks! <laughs> you fucking vegan prick! It is mandals, he's drinking soy. Hell, you might as well die, you fucking goatee, fucking purple... Are you finished? Jesus Christ, Tarquin. Gaz, <laughs> a lot of sugar in milk. <laughs> Gotta watch that. Yeah, all right. My dad's diabetic as fuck and on dialysis. Still drinks cow milk. Oh, well, maybe he should stop. Probably, yes, <laughs> but he stopped all the other things they told him. But he draws the line at fucking not drinking cow milk because he's got a working penis. That's all right. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think the soy milk's fucking... Hey, I'm just have a little. Ch- I, I think I can see a little bit of camel toe from here. <laughs> I, I think the soy milk has grown you a vagina. I can assure you that I can hammer nails. <laughs> you took the piss out of my pink socks. You took pink almond socks. milk. No, I was drinking well soy and almond milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You and Gerald telling them what to do at work and then going off and having your vegan falafel and some fucking... No, I don't actually drink coffee, so... (laughs) But no, I do for health reasons. Okay, okay. I I support you. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, right? Don't get me wrong. It tastes like I really fucking miss cow milk. It tastes like shit, doesn't it? I really... No, I tried to. You're sweetened, yeah. 
the unsweetened. No, I sweet. No, 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 I do have unsweetened, yeah. Oh, God, it is vile. No, Sweet actually, the, um, take, the Audi soy unsweetened is actually quite mm. nice. It's, it's. I tried it once. No, it's nice as caramel, though. You no, know, when you go to nice the fridge it's and, you, not get, as nice and as you get the two point jump. I know, and you it's not as gulp it from the bottle. It's not as nice as cow milk, I know, but I'm making a, I'm making a 35 and I'm making a life decision, all right? Okay, okay. I made a life decision. <laughs> I don't, don't be wrong, I miss cow milk to fuck. It's not through choice, it's through necessity. Uh, I thought of an old Red Dwarf bit. I've uh, got plenty of dog's milk. Lasts longer than any other type of milk, dog's milk. Oh yeah, why is that? No bugger will drink it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the same with soy. Saying that, I haven't probably had drank any for a while because I've just been not bothering with breakfast. I might be. because the, the milk's so depressing. I think possibly that might be the reason, Ben. But okay, someone enlighten me. Cockroach milk. Anyway, yes, let's carry on with the article. Before you start how, taking a piss at me more. How do you milk a... It's a fair's fair. <laughs> I've, I've taken my fair few digs today based on my happiness. <laughs> my pink socks. How does one milk a fucking cockroach is what I'm going to say. I don't know. We'll find out, hopefully, as the article goes on. Where's the... Where's um, the milk? Well, cow's milk remains by far the biggest in the business. More than 750 million tonnes is produced and consumed every year. That doesn't seem that much. I don't know. How heavy was it? It's a lot. About 50,000 tonnes. Yeah, but what do you think of that milk that's drank every day? 750 million yeah. tonnes. Yeah, well... But as the global population grows and sustainability increasingly questioned, some are looking elsewhere for traditional food sources. After all, cows, all 1.5 billion of them... Fucking hell, that's how many cows there are. ...are the most yeah. damaging thing on the planet right now, more so than cars, the planes, or nuclear testing. It's going to blow your mind. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the makeup of the biosphere is? On this okay, earth? no, I don't. Scientists, Mike. 30% are humans. Right. 67% are livestock. Well, we're trying to work our way through that. Everything, Fucking all man. the other animals that aren't livestock, 3%. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So for every person, there's more than one yeah. livestock animal. Mm -hmm. There's fucking loads of people. Two and a half, well, just over two. Jesus Christ. 1.5 billion cows. Yeah. What's the population of the UK? It's 60 million, 70 million, something like that. Fuck me. So we'd if we went to war with the cows, just the UK, because we're, we're outnumbered massively. Yeah, and they could probably take more than one round to bring them down. Well, I reckon they'd take many rounds, wouldn't they, to take in, down? In the, the uh, finale of Westworld, no spoilers. Um, some robotic buffalo was sent to some soldiers, and they they couldn't take them down. Yeah, I saw a a big bull thing with the horns. Uh, drove past it the other day. Did field. you snort cocaine from its anus? I. I <laughs> no, because it, what it was doing was scratching itself against a tree, scratching its front end, and I was absolutely taken aback at the just size of this beast, and watching it really kind of mash itself into a tree, I was like, if I hit a tree with that sort of force, I'd have to lie down unconscious for a while. <laughs> this buffalo was just itching itself. Well, well, it wasn't a buffalo. What would we have in this country? A What's ball? it called? A bull? Yeah, a bull. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I was I was genuinely shocked by the size and the power of this thing. Um, was a still, tree leaning as it was scratching? No, not far off. But back to my initial point is I'm 
I hope it's in this article. Well, well, it is. Out, yeah. It is. It's down yeah. the bottom. I'll read. I'll read on. Okay. All the other milks require farming. Goat's milk is obvious, but other sources, such as coconuts and rice, have an effect on the environment. Producing enough is hugely expensive and takes its toll on the land required for cultivation, which is why people are milking cockroaches. They're cheap, rich in, nu nu in nutrition, and hardly take up any room. Some people are really drinking cockroach milk as a dairy alternative now, and that's something I will not fucking do. <laughs> the milk is derived from cockroach crystals. Here we go. As part of the insect, as part of the insect found in its gut. Oh. According to scientists. These crystals are like a complete food, rich in essential amino acids and protein. Important point, like a food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a complete food. A researcher from the Institute for Stem Cell Biology and Regenerative... Uh, regenerative... Go on somewhere else. You said it. You Did I? It. I got it? Regenerative? Regenerative. Yeah. yeah. Medicine, I can't say men, Medicine in India claims the nutritional value of the cockroach product is much higher than other milks. What's more... Apparently, it tastes no different from cow's milk. There you go. Get rid of your soya, get cockroach milk. Yeah, I know where it's come from. But what what makes me laugh about this is, is we're such dicks as humans, aren't we? We, we are dicks. Is, because it's yeah. like, okay, look, we've got 1.5 billion cows. It's too many. We won't take the milk from, any, from them anymore. So instead, we're going to need 50 trillion cockroaches that we're going to breed purely to kill and... Fucking extract Harvest these there. crystals. It takes a thousand cockroaches to make one hundred grams of milk. <laughs> that's that's fun. Like, we're gonna need trillions of. Big, yeah. They're alive. I know we don't see them as they don't look like mammals, so we have no sympathy for them. But it's life. They're alive. We're gonna breed tens of trillions of them yeah. to kill them and suck out their stomachs. And pour it on our fucking cereals. Oh, it's so fucking good to be human, Ben. We're so ace. <laughs> thing oh, is, though, we're I mean, dicks. Thing is, well, Gwyneth Paltrow's onto it. Yeah, but she's oh, onto a lot of fucking stupid What's shit. Goop. Is and, that? Yeah, and Lifestyle website Goop already lists cockroach milk as an option. But as you? might be expected, the process of milking cockroach is precise and laborious. Didn't she? How say much does she charge? She charges insane. Yeah. She got done her website. They were selling they these stickers. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. said they were from NASA. These stickers and did some technology, and then NASA piped up and were like, uh, "We've never had that technology. We don't endorse that technology. Yeah. That technology doesn't exist." They're fucking stickers, mm. yeah. and they had to retract them. But her clientele is is. Oh, they're exclusively the richest of the rich um, who want to get the Hollywood lifestyle. And I guarantee sick. she's probably selling 100 grams of cockroach milks for $100,000. Yeah, probably. Yeah. God. I mean, I'd drink, for... it. <laughs> yeah, drink I would, it. I'd drink it. I would try it once because I tried soy milk once and really. Yeah, but soy's from a plant. And that's from milk. a cockroach. Is it a cockroach? Yeah. But if they write on the packaging, it's full of all the nutrients I need, Mike, I will read that packaging and go, oh, it's what? full of all the nutrients I need. And it has a picture of a cockroach on the front. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not going to have a picture of a cockroach on the card. It? It's going to be a very blank, nondescript card, let's face it. <laughs> Crawling on a look, shit. Look at what all the kids are buying this year. <laughs> <laughs> I love the taste of this cockroach. He did let me know them adverts with the top lip coming yeah. in milk. Mmm, got milk? Got cockroach? Oh man, maybe that ties into the whole... Uh, maybe that ties into the whole uh, 
sort of tier one paedophilia thing. You know, mm, children drinking that. Mm. Ben and cock milk. milk. How did we get there? Oh, see the mate drinking <laughs> cock milk. No, think about it. Not it's the like... milk of cocks. <laughs> think about it. They'll call it cock milk. Right? The tier one elite paedophilia reptilians would love that. Why are they calling it roach milk? Because they're gonna do that, are they? It sounds a lot. They're gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Oh, are you going so, down the shop, young John? Do us a favour, <laughs> lad. Here's some cock milk. Guess, guess a half a gallon of cock milk by you there. Half a gallon? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's tied in. It's tied into the reptilian uh, paedophile agenda. We need bread. We need I'm going, I'm going full Alex. We could do with a um, kilogram of sugar. I'm oh, going, cock milk. I'm towed out of cock milk. I'm going full Alex. It's all part of the reptilian <laughs> paedophilic agenda. We're going to rebrand it as cock milk. Get children to drink it. <laughs> I'm going full Alex. <laughs> and I turn the frogs gay. I have never accepted a cup of tea at your house. That's all right, I won't make you one. I'm drink it. Make your own tea in my house. I'm going to wank into my own tea, am I? Yes, you're. Mike's done. We've done, we've done, Mike. Cock milk. Uh, Fuck me. Where'd I go from? <laughs> <laughs> the reptilian satanic elite. That's how it comes from, Mike. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, next article. Fuck me. What we got? What's <laughs> the last one? Are we doing for Alex? Yeah, if you want. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. It's my favourite game show. Oh. Hang on, now you've got... <laughs> oh, man. One more news. Do you want me to go for this one? Yes. The pain was an 11 out of 10. <coughs> this one goes up to 11. <laughs> Man's penis ruptured after he heard popping sound during sex. It's from the, uh, the mirror.co.uk. Ross Asdorian, 32, ruptured his penis muscles and severed his urethra during the horrific incident. The author from New York shared candid details of his genital trauma on Kylie, Kylie or Kyle? I don't know, it's, uh, it's an Australian Kyle. breakfast radio show. Kyle and Jackie O, an Australian breakfast radio show on Friday, while promoting his new book about the experience, Broken... Banana. Broken Banana? <laughs> that sounds like the fucking... Koji used to say that you're going to launch a nuclear weapon. He's wrote a book about snapping his knob. <laughs> An entire book. Surely it was just a chapter. Nope. We were having sex in what doctors call doggy style. <laughs> <Did they>? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't what know doctor's the... he going to? <laughs> I'm sure there's a Latin name for doggy style. Uh, Canis erectus. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, I came out and then went back in. <laughs> and we both did that in equal but opposite force, and it caused a very audible pop. Wow. <laughs> Russ, as doing 32, was having sex doggy style with an above, av an above average woman. An above average woman? What does that mean? When he ruptured his two penis muscles and severed you either. Oh. Um, radio host Jackie O listened as Russ described the pain in his penis as an 11 out of 10. Ross said he went into emergency mode and dialed an ambulance immediately. Would you want to finish first or? <laughs> no, 
This is making my cock hurt, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I got a funny feeling in my tummy. Putting gas off getting late tonight. Why has he written a book about it? And who is going to buy that book? Mike, <laughs> someone will buy that book. Someone bought Katie Price's autobiography. All fucking three of them. Mm. Someone will buy it. Yeah, but they're not buying someone who just snapped their cock. I heard a story about a guy who jumped out of a window to slide down a flagpole. It's in Adam Adam Kay's, a comedian who used to be a doctor who's uh, written a book about his time as a doctor. And anyway, so the guy jumps to slide down the flagpole, but the flagpole is incredibly rough surface. So he takes the skin off his hands. He also, and this is the words of the book. Right. He degloved his penis. Oh, my God. Oh, sweet Satan, that's (laughs) terrible, terrible. For the listener, all three of us are looking at each other with yeah. really weird, uncomfortable, <laughs> painful... I'm just imagining looks. the skin of my penis being left half of a flagpole... Degloved. De-glo- so it's taken the, the entire thing off. Taking in one, glove off the In hand. one sheath. The entire sheath <laughs> is hanging on that flagpole. And I'm looking up at it going, oh, that wasn't so bad. Oh, wait. And then I look down and see the blood spreading from my crotch. Um, oh, yeah, but you wouldn't first think I want to write a book about this <laughs> <laughs> no it wouldn't it would not I just can't believe the guy got an entire book out of it I'm jealous I've written so many half books I and... want to read you the, the next line Okay. I went into emergency protocol I got up flipped the lights on oh well, this poor woman is still there on all fours looking confused because she didn't know what was happening <laughs> He said that when your penis breaks, the pain is so intense that you don't even scream, I think I would. I'd scream. I would scream like a girl. <laughs> Me too. Wow. Like a five-year-old girl. Like, ah! <laughs> That'd be it. Like a five-year-old girl who just broke her cock. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was remember more the volume and intensity of it. <laughs> You've got children, gals, now. You must know what a, a, a child screaming in pain sounds like. It's usually hilarious. <laughs> I've got to be honest. <laughs> I was talking about this in detail with Leona earlier. What is so hilarious about a child falling over? And I've broke this down psychologically. It's not the process of them falling over. It's because the child doesn't understand that the reason they've fallen over is their own clumsiness or their own lack of understanding of physics and balance and inertia. Yeah. So when they fall down, they have this look on their face of incredulous, like, like, what the, the world just fucked me. I was having fun, <laughs> I was running around, everything was great, and then the fucking ground decided to assault me and attack me, and they're just looking out for a parent or caregiver with this, and it's fucking hilarious. Look at him. Okay. It could be at school, Ben. Okay, give it a fucking teacher or a dinner lady, guys. Come on. Caregiver. A responsible adult? You're not a responsible adult. I am. My point is, they have a look on their face of absolute confusion and incredulousness that the world just fucked them, but they've got no understanding that they just fucked themselves. And it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Old person falls over, completely different. Nah, it's still kind of funny. No, it's mm. really not. Mm. You, no, I don't know, mate. If you're out in public and you see an old person hit the deck, it's mm. fucking horrible. It gives you that weird feeling in your nuts. Depends like, how they go over. 
when everything goes no it's never honestly it's gross so it's kind of depending to go over it's gross no it's not honestly if there's like if legs and arms are flailing as they're going I'm laughing no well no. does that make me a terrible person yeah put, <laughs> kind of puts you on the psychopath scale to be honest no, I told you that uh, no seriously old people fall it's horrible young people fall, kids falling is hilarious they haven't worked out it's their own fault anyway back to the penis being degloved is that what yeah, we were talking about? Really. That was yeah, it, yeah. He was, he was degloved. He's wrote a book about it. Yeah. Someone will buy it, I'm sure. What are we looking at now? I'm we're sorry, we've gone from a gloved penis. I thought we'd finished. We're going to do... We're going to do four likes. Oh, I am so fucking stupid and ridiculous, but I'm going to admit it. The screen has changed on the computer, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm confused. <laughs> were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? All right then, so um, RWW News. Any idea who that is? Right wing watch. Ah. Uh, Laurie Backer says, Liberals want to lock Christians away in mental illness centres. Well, I wouldn't consider myself a liberal, but I would do that. Well, I would do that, Christian... <laughs> Well, it depends how Christian they are. It is a right-wing Christian they are. If they're one of them ones that keeps it to themselves and doesn't force it down my throat, I don't want to lock you up. I'd lock that guy up again with that fucking postcard the other week. (laughs) You remember Saturday on his football arm? Twat. He's probably dead by now, Ben. Drug overdose, bless him. (laughs) Right-wing watch news. Laurie Backer says liberals want to lock Christians away in mental illness centres. I just challenge all of you to pray for our president, pray for our first lady, pray for our vice president, pray for our second lady and their families. Cover them in the precious blood of Jesus. That no weapon formed against them shall prosper in Jesus' name. We love our president. We love our vice president. We love our first lady. We love our second lady. And they stand up for... We know Vice President Pence does, and Karen does. They stand up unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What's scary for us? And we bet Jim has been preaching it for the past two days pretty pretty strong. They're saying it's mental illness. Okay, if the world is thinking that we're all mentally ill, you know what's going to happen next? They're going to put us all away in mental illness centers. I don't know what kind of word to use, but I know one thing. When you've been, yeah. as a woman, in I'm not fit in my 50s anymore, but as a woman that was in her 50s, you know what they used to do to women that went through menopause back years ago? Yeah. They put them in insane asylums because their hormonal balance was completely off. And I'm not kidding. That's what they did. And I'm not kidding. That's what's going to happen to us as Christians. They're going to lock us up and throw us out if we don't stand up. Well, it's in the Bible they're going we to do that. Don't Matthew stand up. is very clear. Well, it's time to stand up. It's in the Bible that a lot of Christians are meant to know the sins of us. So have they got to the point now where I can go, this is going to happen? Oh, yeah, is it? It says in the Bible. Hmm. Without any shred of evidence. Is that is Well the Bible's gospel in the Bible. <laughs> the Bible's gospel. <laughs> oh they believe it's the sacred word of God. It's going by the book. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. 
Super in a way, in a way, I agree with it because they're a dying breed. No, they're not in America. Well, yeah, we touched on that earlier, but I think that these extremely extreme. And it's starting to creep in over here now. Mm. Genuinely, is you've got these fucking ukippers and these gammons thinking it's all about Jesus and this right wing Christian shit. The EDL touch on that, Britain First are very much into it. It's so a fucking religious war. Mm. Let's and break down what this... Me, the likes of us three who are, you know, between us, mm. variously atheist, agnostic and Satanist, um, <laughs> we're the enemy. Regardless of what we fucking want, you know, we say, well, you just get with your fucking life, I don't care. No, 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 we're the enemy. We must be destroyed. We want to lock them away, don't we? Mental illness and... No, my God, just have them all shot. So let's break down, for the game show purposes, what is she actually saying? She is... All she really said there, all that I took from it, is that um, we as Christians are going to be put in mental illness... She couldn't even fucking say it. Mental... Christians are going to be locked up yeah. in mental illness centres because that's what they did to women in the menopause, apparently. Well... So that's yeah. essentially her message. Okay. Should we hear Alex then yeah. pontificate? Let's see what Alex has got. Alex Jones says, Peter spiritual vampires are feeding on the essence of children. I think Alex may have won this one. <laughs> Let's see what he says. Look at Hollywood, the whole media. They literally hate Christians. They admit that the persecution of Christians doubled the last 10 years. Yep. They absolutely admit that if they can extinguish that, they believe they can then be God. You know, atheists should have absolutely no regard for Christianity. They shouldn't even care. Think about it. Are you a Buddhist? No, you're not. I'm not a Buddhist. Do you ever think about Buddhism? Does that obsess you? Does that upset you? Do you go after it? No, you don't. You don't even think about it because you don't believe in it. A true atheist wouldn't care about Christianity, they just look at it as just another religion I don't believe in, whatever. Why is there a vitriolic hatred towards Christianity? Because the Buddhists aren't trying to take it. Because it's a spiritual war. It's a bloodlust because it's a spiritual thing that we're talking about here, people. Not necessarily the people may not even realize, but if there's a demon inside them or if they're not with God or walking in the world and the world in the worldly evil world, they're naturally going to reject what's from God. That's why you see people rejecting Donald Trump. But however, the good news is there's millions and millions of the silent majority that understand what's going on and they're supporting Donald Trump. That's why he won. How did he win? Think about it. How did Donald Trump win? The spirit of it. They know he's not perfect. He's a wrecking ball. He never was a hypocrite. They instinctively from the beginning understood that it was it was a weapon against the enemy. Like you said, the way he's the way he just doesn't even care what they do to him. They don't. In fact, in the prophecy, God said, they will speak against him, they will throw all the darts, the enemy will throw the darts at him, they will do everything they can, but it will roll off his back like the water rolling off of a duck. Just like the feathers protect the duck, he's protecting the, uh, 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 Donald Trump. You know what Donald Trump's been doing since the day he got president? He's been going after the pedophiles. They've been doing raids after raids. Of course, the media doesn't mention this. You've got to look at it. Look into it. Seek ye the truth. That's an order from God. Seek ye the truth. Because when you go after the truth, you end up to God. That's no matter what. You go after the truth, you end up with God. And look it up. Donald Trump's been sending raids, capturing and finding children in cages waiting to be tortured and, 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 and <laughs> uh, uh, ritually uh, 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 sacrificed. He's been saving people. He's been saving children. And he's been arresting pedophiles like crazy, raid after raid. 
And that's the thing. It shows up in local news. We cover the news every day. It's everywhere. It's like every day, but everywhere. never national news. Never. And then they panic more and more, and they have NAMBLA uh, now coming out at the UN, coming out on Vice, coming out at the Huffington Post, coming out on, on uh, uh, Salon saying, oh, it's okay. So they're trying to normalize it now. It, it's purial because if they're vampires, they psychically want to feed on the children. They can't actually sacrifice them. They want to suck their essence out and ruin their innocence. Can I start? Right. I want to tell you, the reason atheists hate Christianity so much is because those guns are trying to run everyone's fucking life according to their beliefs. Just like ISIS and, in Islamic countries. Yeah, but atheists in America don't have ISIS to run about. They have... Space ISIS! Yeah, space ISIS. <laughs> and they have right-wing Christians. Yeah, like they that have Buddhists trying to take over the government yeah, and like enforce that. Buddhist laws. Now, if you're a Christian, I haven't got an issue with that. Mm -hmm. You do what you fucking want. The minute you start trying to enforce my life according to your beliefs, I have an issue with that. Mm. It's very much like I'm eating ice cream in the park. Some guy comes along and says, you can't do that. Why not? Well, I'm a Christian and that's against my beliefs. So you can't do it. Mm. There's no difference between those people and ISIS and the Taliban nope. and Islamic extremists. There is no fucking difference. And that's why any sane person... They want creationism in the schools. They want creationism in the schools. They want abortions, abortions stopped. Yeah. Is that, no, you, you've got a very simple message in the Bible. Don't be a twat. Yeah? Would you agree with that? Very simple message. Don't covet thy neighbour's bassoon. Ass. Or something like that. When Jesus know. is mentioned, yeah. You know? God is a bit of a cunt. Yeah. But they're one about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pretty sure Jesus wasn't against it. Jesus never spoke against abortions. He never spoke against homosexuality. He never spoke against any other myriad of shit that these people seem to fucking wank themselves into a frenzy over. And that's the reason, Alex, and your little mate there, who looks quite Hispanic and will probably be fucking thrown out as soon as Trump gets his way, <laughs> that, um, you know, we don't like you very much because you're dickheads. Anyone willing to expand on that? Or? I think they're both essentially saying the same thing, aren't they? The two videos we've played, uh, Christians are being persecuted. Of course they are, they're being persecuted. Um, yeah, yeah it is quite similar, but Alex Jones is saying that the paedophilic spiritual vampires are feeding on the children, where she's saying they want them all thrown in. Well, he's talking more batshit crazy than her, isn't he? But it, it's all lumped in in the same boat I think I'll, I'll go with Alex for the win as opposed to what he said and yeah. his mate was quite fanatical as well she was like her face was so Botox she couldn't actually express emotion so you know there's going to be mental illness centres Alex says we're all paedophilic spiritual vampires guys well how do you feel about that well he's not saying we are well we are because we're, we're atheists so oh uh, right yeah we're, we're, so we're down with that yeah I'm well, I'm agnostic-ish, ish, leaning towards atheism. I just have a different definition, I think, of the word God than they do. But, ah, oh, shit, what was my point? Um, I, okay, I'm atheist, but I'm not attacking Christians because I don't give a shit what you believe. This is the point. I mean, it doesn't affect yeah. me. But when they start pushing their beliefs into your life, mm. that's when you've got an issue. Well, that's when it annoys me, but... And that's what they want. They want to push their beliefs into your life. Mm. 
That's why he's made that stupid comparison with the Buddhists saying, oh, no one mm. cares about Buddhism. No, because the Buddhism aren't trying to stop young girls who've been raped and get an abortion. Well, Buddhists yeah. don't try to impose their moralism on governments' uh, legislation, do they? Well, I don't know. I, I well, not, in America, in their own not, not in America, anyway. That's, that's my I mean. point. That's yeah. what I'm saying. In, America, in the Western world, we haven't got to worry about Buddhists spreading their morals through our political system. Yeah, but they're, they're false morals, though, aren't they? Whoa. They're false morals. What they're telling you, what he's trying to tell you, and what that we're mm. trying to tell you, is that our morals are right, and whatever you believe is fucking hogwash. Listen to us. Be a nice little brainwashed sheep. Support Donnie. It's all religion, isn't it, Ben? The Hindus are probably telling the Sikhs that what they believe is full of shit. Oh, yeah, I don't deny it. And, it's just, I just thank God that I'm not, in, wasn't raised, I was christened, I had a religious grandmother, but thankfully it wasn't, because I met people at uni, well people, I met one person at uni on my uh, floor in the first year, so 20 odd people on a floor, and there was one guy whose name was Barnabas, Wow. Or not. nice guy, but one day, he's a very church going guy, uh, I went in the kitchen, communal kitchen, and there's a letter on the wall quite a heartfelt letter, handwritten, saying that essentially, you know, I've had a really good time meeting all you guys the last few months. I think you're all really lovely people, but uh, I worry for you because I know that your souls are going to burn in the fires of hell. Oh, dear uh, Because you Truth haven't same. let the light of Jesus into your lives. Oh, and I don't want that to happen to you guys. And this is the church I go to. Um, maybe you could turn up and... And, you know... A lot of people, obviously... Did he leave after that? No, no, no. Nobody addressed it. People just, as they do, mocked him behind his back, mercilessly. To his face was still fine. I actually found it... See, I fairly I... sweet, but also I felt sorry for him, because I was like, he genuinely believes that, to the point where he's going to... Where you're supposed to be ingratiating yourself with everyone. We're all new, we're all living together, we're all going to try and find our place and get on. Yeah. writing a letter like that and leaving it in the kitchen is possibly not the best way to do it but the guy intelligent guy posh guy obviously believes this to the point where he feels the need to write this letter and I don't know what my point was but I guess it's um, the I haven't been raised it, you know I just thank I was going to say thank God <laughs> I'm just grateful that I'm not that that never got into me that I don't uh, maybe if the drugs ever come back into my life and get really bad because I did consider the church at dark times in my life just as somewhere to go uh, say drugs? F- no for something I, like I, <laughs> I looked at the I church I think there was a lot of coke on that pew <laughs> no I looked at i got to be honest with you there were times when I looked at the church as like that's somewhere I could go maybe to ask for some uh, help or like guidance but thankfully, I never did. But it was there, and I can see where some people do get sucked in. But I'm just, I'm just glad that's not on my radar, and, and I'm not so angry. And because uh, that guy, I don't know if they really believe what they're saying, or they're saying it for views and hits and views, hits and money. If they really believe it, I feel sorry for them. If they generally feel they're being pers- persecuted based on their religious beliefs in their own country, yeah, but they're not. I feel sorry for them, but. Well, yeah, fuck it. They're right. not 
And that's the thing, it's just they're making out that persecution mm. to get more donations, to get more support, to get more views. I mean, of course they're not persecuted. They're not persecuted. Not America's one of the most Christian countries on the yeah. fucking planet, and it's, sadly it's the ones... But that, isn't the Muslims are being persecuted in that country? Well, yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, the, that travel ban thing, I mean, you know, I, I read a, a heartbreaking article, she was an Iranian doctor working in the US, she'd worked there for 15 years, and all of, she'd gone home to see her family, all of a sudden she couldn't go back to America. She'd got a puppy, she got a house, she was paying a mortgage, she was paying taxes, she worked in a fucking hospital. But she can't come home because she's a Muslim. Terrible. I mean, you know, what the fuck is that about? You're not preaching what Jesus said, you're preaching what your fucking dollar says. Well, that's it, they warp it to their own... And and anyone that, if you listen to this and you think that you're a fucking Christian like that, then that's, you're probably going to get a lot of me slagging you off. So I, would I don't think they would have made uh, <laughs> episode 40 by now. <laughs> yeah, valid point. Yeah. I think when they read the opening line of the show description, yeah. I think the first line is, a lapsed Satanist. Jesus Christ, name. Ben, we're both drunk. Let's wrap, drunk. let's wrap this fucker up. I'm not that drunk. I had about ten cans, I'm alright. <laughs> but no, um By our standards, no, but by broadcasting standards. I I I'm gonna say that Alex wins it on, on Me too. pure um eccentricity. Mm. His Hispanic mate who's gonna get kicked out when Trump finally gets what he wants is Preaching to the perverted. Well, the irony is, turned. he'll probably be one of the people building the wall. <laughs> Slave labour. Well, you don't think fucking white Americans are going to build the fucking wall? Well, that would that be the ultimate well, irony. Of course, they're not going to build the wall. It's going to be fucking immigrant labour that builds everything. How's that wall going on anyway? I haven't heard of it that for a while. Never mentioned the wall, has he? No. That's because he's got space force. Space force. Space force. Uh, space. Uh, oh man, it's so easy to get sucked into that. I've been holding on to this one. I wish I had a better Donald Donald Trump impression, but I'll do my best. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away. <laughs> Come on, have your <laughs> And then the American national anthem just kicks in instead of the Star Wars theme. Mm. <laughs> Space Force. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I, I kind of genuinely want to see it. Oh, I want to see Solar Warden. Solar Warden. And technically, I think, right, he's going to unveil Solar Warden. He's going to go, I want a Space Force. And someone's going to go, Donny, Donny, mm. we've already got it. It's called Solar Warden. Shut the fuck up. And he's going to, because um, Trump's his own man, mm. he's going to fucking unveil it. Mm. Captain Randy Kramer is going to be the fucking daddy on Earth. The reality of it might end up being, I mean, we're all coming up with grandiose ideas in our mind of what the Space Force could be. I think it's going to be an extension of the Star Wars program. Isn't it just going to be a satellite with guns on it that like that can shoot people from anywhere? And he wants an army, That's Captain he? America too. Well, there's no point in the army being up there. Are they going to fight up there? Space Archers. If they have to come back down to fight people, we send the Space Force up there and they intercept people. What, and then they come back down and have... Uh, what's the Earth called? And it begins with T. Terror. Terror War. They have. That's not Space Force, Donnie. If, if they're 
They're like, um, I I think they're looking at it like Star Trek, like the Federation, but more militarized. Mm-hmm. So we go out there, Donald Trump Star Trek. Yeah, we go out there to explore brave new, brave new frontiers. What was the fucking line from Star mm. Trek? Something uh, like that. Yeah, the final frontier. We go out there to explore that. Boldly go. Boldly go where no man has gone before and explore the final frontier and mm. end up blasting the shit out of it. Ah, uh, no, it's not. Remember when? Next Generation started and they were ahead of the ball in terms of uh, gender equality because he changed the line from to boldly go where no man, where no one has gone before and corrects himself because uh, Kirk used to say where no man has gone before. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Picard's a superior captain, that's why. Yeah. There's only a Picard series, actually. And, um, yeah, but oh, who God, would you name? want? All right, let's say... What's you're... his name again? He plays Picard? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Let's say Sir ben. Patrick Stewart. Um, you, know, you know our friend Chris is going to really dig into you for not knowing any of your Star Trek. I know that. Yeah. 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 Well, let's just say yeah, that. I, I, I am a little... You were saying that Picard... So names are escaping me. You are saying that Picard is a superior captain. Picard is a superior captain. No, well, let me say to you then, let's say you were you were docked at some um, moon. Yeah. You're in a little space bar. Yeah. We've gone through this before, but I'm going to... Okay, to the well, we'll, we'll repeat ourselves there because yeah, we, are. we have been drinking. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Who do you want on your side in a space bar fight? Captain Kirk or fucking Picard? Well, what I will say is there wouldn't be a space bar fight with Picard because he'd smooth ah, it all over. Ah, but yeah. I also think that while Kirk is a brawler, I think mm. Picard's got some tricks up his sleeve. So I think. He's also... I think he's, he's a pacifist. A bald 70-year-old British man. <laughs> Whereas Captain Kirk, you fucking stick a bottle in some alien cunt's face and shag his girlfriend or, or later that him, night. Or kick him in the knee. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's no, where his genitals are. Look. I, I think... I, I, I the way. Because there wouldn't be a fight with Picard because he'd smooth it all over. He's a diplomat. Yeah. But he's also, remember, guys, he's a Federation captain. He's trained in fucking close combat. He just he's like Kenobi. I will quote. He, he, he likes to use peaceful things, yeah. to, and he only uses violence as a last resort. Kirk was used to like you said what smash exactly into the neck like a fucking military man should be. Well, I will no because you've got all the diplomacy. Nah, I'll quote Kirk. From the movie Star Trek Generations, which I'm a fan of. I know some I haven't seen that for a long, are. long time. Kirk says <coughs> to Picard, I was out saving the galaxy while your granddaddy was in diapers. I know yeah. that's because of time travel issues, and... but he's got more experience. Yeah, comparatively, yes, Kirk is old and Picard in that timeline. Mm. Picard's still got like 70 years of experience. He's not a newbie. No. He's not a noob, is he? No. I'll be honest, I, I agree. I might prefer Picard as the actual I'd want Picard as my ship. captain because I know that I'm probably not going to die under his fucking leadership. As Kirk, I go, hey, Klingon Wormers, let's fucking have him! He's, t- <laughs> he's just not as sexy, though, is he? I couldn't Picard, give two fucks. My best chance of survival. Keeping my fucking fragile meat sack intact lies at Picard. That's your side I'm on. Mike, what did you say? Whatever her name was from Voyager. Oh, fuck off. 
No one likes her. <laughs> You're so liberal. <laughs> no one likes her, Mike. Mike is this so is... left wing, he flies in circles. <laughs> I'm on the research vessel or everyone. No, go on. Picard or Kirk? It's got to be Picard. There you go, the superior captain. That is my vote of the two most influential people on this podcast, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) The science officer and the researcher. You're just the journalist. (laughs) You you misguided. (laughs) You sound like a right-wing Christian now. You misguided. He's going to tell me he's going to lock you in a mental illness camp at some point. If it was, Based on what? Look, if it was a war, then I'd want to be with Kirk. Never mind, it wouldn't just be a war, war with Picard. But if it's peacetime, then I, I want to be with Never mind war. Be a war with right. Picard. Never mind war. Think about your downtime down on the ship. Do you want to be listening to classical music and taking cocks up your bum with fucking Picard? And like He's not the, taking in, cocks up his bum. <laughs> I've seen the way he walks. Enjoy <laughs> Enjoying a bit of opera, or do you want to be smashing <laughs> fucking shots down your throat with fucking Picard and being like, so what? Why are your tips for shagging green women? Anyway. No, yeah. I must admit, the I'm green talking women. economics with Picard. <laughs> exactly. Mike's talking about it. philosophy. Mike's talking yeah. fractal reserve banking <laughs> and philosophy. Well, there's a philosophy of intergalactic banking no, with Picard no, in the corner. No, no, they've, got, they've got a resource based economy in Star Trek. Oh, uh, <laughs> you see, at that point, I want the best of both. <laughs> at that, in, in that scenario, guys, I want the best of both worlds. I want Picard to ensure I'm safe. But I also want Kirk's fucking uh, address to the Green Woman brothel. <laughs> Everything Picard fucking knows is built off of the back of Kirk's fucking pioneering experiences. He was well, he one of the fucking first to go out there, to boldly go. He may have no been, had gone before. but he went there gungo, balls out, cock up, and just went for it. Picard's like, did he, you know what? How hey. did he die? How did he die? Saving the fucking crew and the fucking... Enterprise so I would expect any captain to do that. Listen, the fact that we're arguing over Star Trek makes it sound to the listener that I'm a fucking Trekkie. I'm not a fucking Trekkie. <laughs> None of us are in all fairness. We've just watched it when we were extremely younger. Extremely casual Star Trek fans. We're just drunk. Fucking hell. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> How long have we been going? It's been about 10 minutes on Star Trek. <laughs> Three hours and 12. <laughs> so, in summary, the Titanic was a fucking insurance fraud, Alex Jones is, under, is the craziest, and Picard's a superior captain. Ah. I'm going to say that I've been Ben, and hey. you can check out us on Facebook at Apocalypse Ball. I'm going to the ball in the post of the Apocalypse, sorry. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Apocalypse Ball. And you can buy shit from us. There's a pin post at the top of the page. Not uh, necessarily shit. Not necessarily shit. Shit in a box and send. <laughs> Unless that's oh, your. Fa- <laughs> if you specifically yeah. want me to shit in a box and FedEx it you, I will for the right price. <laughs> What's the right Inbox price? me. I'm intrigued. What's the right price? Twelve quid. Twelve quid. Wow. Well, it's well, no effort on my part, is oh, it? No. Shitting in a box. No, it's not. No. Uh, Although I've got one of the Tupperware container. <laughs> <laughs> Just shit in a bag. <laughs> Yeah, it's in a bag. Fuck it, freezer bag. That'll do. Anyway, so if you want that, that's shit 12 quid. Cri- shit in a crisp packet. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want that, that's 12 quid from gas. I'm not in a nightclub queue in Burnley. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking Lord. Burnley. Jesus, if this is your first episode, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> yeah. It's always like this. It must be said that me and Gaz probably are slightly more drunk due to the hot weather 
Saturday recording, nice afternoon. And the England hype train, despite your your reservations, Mm, Ben, it's still the fires are Mike, we're still in it, aren't we? We're still in it. We haven't been knocked out. So why dampen the hype train if we're still in it? There's no... You've got to have just sort of a bit of perspective. We haven't won a knockout stage since 2006. And the first serious game we had, we changed the team round and lost. I would, I would put the strong. I would have had the the fucking weaker team against Belgium, Panama, and the stronger team against Belgium. Personally, the great escape. Come on. Yeah, we're definitely pissed. Let's say goodbye. So yeah, I've been Ben, and I'm gonna say, don't drink the flavor aid and don't join a cult. I'm gonna say. I'm Gaz. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Goodbye. Free Biff Tannen. I apologise for my behaviour this evening. Good night. <laughs> I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. <laughs> always end on that now. I'll also apologise for saying we should probably shoot right when questions. <laughs> Maybe you went a bit too far. Maybe that mental illness sent us better. But anyway, good night. James Kirk for the win. <laughs>